BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? <laughs> Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. And this episode number 743 of Barry on Deck, I guess. I don't remember the exact number. I think I have it right, but probably not. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Uh, <clears throat> full disclosure, your boy. Wow, super late start. My goodness, time gets by. Um, I was worried about the rain. And um, yeah, it is raining over here. I don't know, um, you know. If we hold up with the lights, um, probably n- if the lights bounce, we're good. But chances are they they bounce. They don't they don't just come right back, and so that sucks. But we'll persevere. Uh, your boy is under the weather right now. Um, not sick per se. Like I don't have fever. Uh, just like super congested and uh. Yeah, just not in the not sleeping well because I can't breathe. I can't, you know. That's pretty crucial. I'd say, like, you know, on a, I'd say on a scale of life and death, I'd say breathing's probably it's it's probably up there a little bit. You know what I mean? A little bit. Uh, but man, at night trying to sleep with this bullshit. And it sucks because I already have a deviated septum. And uh, that doesn't help, right? Like not being able to breathe out of your nose as is. And then you add on to it, not being able to breathe out of your nose. So it's like doubling down on the not being able to breathe. It sucks. Uh, So, yeah. And then, of course, you know. I've, I've taken everything, not knowing what to take. Mucinex. I just took some Sudafed. Uh, thinking about smoking some crack in a little bit. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah. How was your weekend? Oh, my goodness. Do you want us to take NyQuil, Barry? That shit works wonders. Yeah, I should have taken some last night. I normally take, like, um, melatonin, which... It wasn't working for me, but I don't think I was taking enough. So I took um, uh, 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 <clears throat> like two of them now, 40 milligrams of melatonin. It actually helps me fall asleep. I just don't stay asleep. And the problem is, like even with the NyQuil, um, you know, if you can't breathe, your body still wakes up. So I have to like roll. I don't know. if anybody else have this? I need to go to an ENT. I need to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor and figure out what's going on. But I feel like I just constantly have fluid in my sinuses. And so, like, if I'm on one side 
Um, like usually this is the side because this is the deviated septum. Usually I lay on this side and that all the fluid like drains out, I guess. I don't know. But it clears it out so I can breathe. Problem is it just flows to the other side. So then I flip over to free that up and it flows. And then I'm just all night. I'm just like, uh, I, uh. But if I sleep on my back, because I'm not a back sleeper, if I sleep on my back, I snore so loud that I wake myself up. I wake Nora up. I wake the cats up. I, it's a mess. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm broken. I am physically broken. I need to uh, <clears throat> put some Vicks on the bottom of your feet and wear socks when you go to bed. Uh, that's that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. That's an old Mexican uh, wives tale. I'm surprised Nora doesn't do that for me. Uh, Clarence said, if you do a line of Coke on stream, you get so many bits. That's a stupid idea. Not doing that. Um, I don't even have any. And if I did, I wouldn't do it in front of you. What am I, dumb? Huh? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Uh, yeah, so we are. What is that? That don't seem right. We are um, moving along here uh, as best we can. Um, have Nora put Vicks all over your chest and put on a nose strip. Now, I did do that last night. I woke up. That's when I took the Mucinex. But I do have the Breathe Right nasal strips, which for a deviated septum helps. And I have a CPAP machine. I just got to use it right. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I'm just not getting sleep. I'm sick. I'm I'm exhausted. I think my depression is kicking in. Um, my, um, what's it called? Imposter syndrome, all this stuff, right? It's a whole deal. What's up, Dre? Good to see you, buddy. So, yeah, we're, we're doing the best we can. We're, we're, we're a flawed human being, to say the least. <clears throat> but we are trying our best. I got a story for you. Um, I didn't even put it in the rundown. I got a new CPAP last month, way more quiet than my last one. Oh, nice. I mean, we sleep with a fan on. You should see our our room. It's it's pretty wild in our room. It's got it's crazy. So Nora bought one of those things that puts like stars and um, like the Milky Way on your ceiling and all over the 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 room. When at first I was like, I had seen those. I was like, that's stupid. And then she bought some. She bought one and she turned it on, and it's like. I kind of like this. It's very soothing. It feels like you're outside. It feels like you're under the stars. It was kind of weird, but I actually liked it. It's a, it's a soothing thing to kind of help me relax at night. Not a black light. No, it's like a, I don't know. It's like one of those, it projects like little stars all over the room. It's crazy, right? So we have that. We turn a fan on, which is really loud, like the white noise from the fan. Plus, I really like cold air. Uh, blowing on me, so that's dope. And then we got a noise machine because when we were in the hill country, when we went and saw Cisco, the yurt, yurt, the yurt we stayed in had a noise machine. So we turned it on, and it was as good as a fan, except for the cold air. So we turned the noise machine on on her side, turned the fan on on my side, turned the lights on. We got, you know, we got an overhead fan. It's, out. It's wild. We're probably running 70 kilowatts of electricity per second in our room. 
Yeah, Broke Boy said cold air gets you the best sleep. It does indeed. It does indeed. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I uh, next step is to get the CPAP calibrated and uh, get the nose fixed. Not the hook or the straightened. I just need to. <laughs> Dub says it sounds like a rape. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the the deviated septum fixed. Maybe get all the junk. I, I'm I'm just wondering if I have like a an internal or an eternal sinus infection. I don't know. <laughs> Middle Earth. I love my sleep machine now. I don't have to travel with a fan. Oh, yeah, Donna. Yeah, Donna. That's it. That's it. Um, it is cool. And I, I haven't used my phone for that, but it's not the same. The sleep machine is so much better. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I would say we have a ton of stuff to get to. We don't. Big news out of the Astros camp. Finally, they make a big move. We'll discuss that. I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, obviously we had the, um, divisional round of the playoffs. We got to, we got to talk about what happened to the Texans. We got to talk about what happened to the Bucks. We got to talk about what happened to the Packers. We got to talk about what happened to the Bills. So we'll get to all those games. I don't have a lot of slides for you in that regard. Um, but we'll get to those. I do have quite a few videos for you. I just need to finish making those slides. Okay. So, um, well, that's that's super strange. Why is that like that? I don't know what that's doing that. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, there we go. That's weird. I'm trying to fix everything that I had to change up stuff. Uh, started sleeping with white noise from my kid nine years ago. Still using to this day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amos said with that much air flowing through the room, you may not need a CPAP shit, right? I thought about busting that bad boy out last night, but it's not calibrated. So it's like if it's not the right pressure or whatever, I guess it can it can do more harm than good, they say. I guess. I don't know. Uh yeah, I have no idea. <clears throat> Let's see. What? 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 In the wide, wide world of sports. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get these. I'm trying to get the, uh, what's it called? The slides are ready, but it's something's wacky here. Something is wacky. There's a new update to VMix, but I don't think I qualify for it. And I don't know if I want to pay the um, $60 to upgrade, although it might be good. It might be good. We shall see. I do have a bunch of videos for you, too. So we'll get to those. Uh, <clears throat> um, so let me tell you a story while I'm getting these slides ready. Because uh, things got a little weird this weekend. Um, I, your boy, did a show at a strip club. And... My boy Dustin Sims was in town, and um, he came in from Alabama, which I'll be in Alabama next week. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, oh, yeah, so there you go. Um, schedule update. No show Thursday for sure. 
because I will be in Alabama. Um, but what I don't know is if I'm driving up Wednesday or driving up Thursday. I suspect I'll drive up Thursday because I got to shoot the TV show. Um, <clears throat> so. And no, you're whipping it out now. What? I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Um, that's true, Demar. Uh, so, so I don't, I, I don't know for sure. I know we're definitely not having a show Thursday, whether I drive up Wednesday or not. But I think the plan is to stay here, shoot the TV show, and then get up in the morning and drive the ten or eleven hours to Birmingham before the show starts on Thursday. That's kind of the plan right now. We'll see how it goes. Um, <clears throat> so we had a show at uh, a strip club on Saturday. And this was, if you've ever driven to Galveston, then you know the exact strip club I'm talking about. It's called Ocean's Cabaret. And as you take the long trek south on 45, to get to Galveston, right before you get to the island, um, the strip club is there on the left, and it says Ocean's Cabaret. And I've never stopped there. I've never gone there. <coughs> I've never been in there. Um, but my buddy Jesse has, a, um, I guess, a gig there. And so he booked it and he was like, hey, do you want to do the, do you want to, uh, he's like, I got a show tentatively for Saturday. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, this is a while back. Turns out, yep, we're doing it. <clears throat> so I tell Nora, I was like, well, I can drive all the way down there and then do the show, come back. And she was like, okay, she doesn't care. She's never gotten mad about stuff like that. But I've never been in this place. Now, if you don't know about this strip club and a few others, there are some fully nude strip clubs in town. There are a few. I'm going to minimize chat so I'm not distracted um, telling this story because usually I try to I get distracted by you guys. <clears throat> um, I need to put the no chat on, right? That's what we uh, discussed. Let's see. Where is that at? There we go. Oh, yeah. I need to fix that, though. That looks like shit. Looking like shit. You look like shit. <clears throat> uh, I think that's a good spot for it. Yeah, let's do that right there. So, um, I get there, and they're doing comedy before the club opens for stripping? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but there it's, so it's not like it's like comedy in between, right? It's not like here's Mercedes <laughs> and she's all like, look at my cooter. And then it's like, here's Barry. And I'm like, dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. And they're like, here's champagne. It wasn't that. It was like, they were going to do a comedy show before they opened for titties and whatever. I don't know. So it's a, but if you, if, if you don't know, it's a fully nude strip club. And um, there are rules 
And I don't know if it's Texas based. I don't know if it's it's got to be Texas based because they're not in the county where there's other nude strip clubs. But you can't serve alcohol at a fully nude strip club. And I, I and I honestly don't know why that is. I think that's such a stupid rule, such a stupid law. Um, but you just they don't allow strip clubs if they're fully nude. To sell alcohol. So a fully nude strip club, at least in Texas or at least around here, is BYOB. Uh, you have to uh, you bring your own alcohol. And uh, let's see. I'm sorry. It's BYOB. So you bring your own alcohol. So you there you can you can take an ice chest in there. They don't give a shit. Uh, you just pay a crazy large cover, and then you're in, and that's it. So, um, I we show up, and I'm late. <clears throat> what? Because I was like, I'm not getting there early. I know they start late, so we're supposed to start at eight thirty. I got there at eight thirty-five or eight forty-five. Part of that wasn't my fault. I mean, part of it was like, I know we never start on time, but then also the the roads are super messed up around there and I got lost and it's whatever. Um, <clears throat> but we, so I get there and I'm like, hey, can I get a crown and Diet Coke before I go on stage just to have with me up there? And they're like, we don't, we don't have any alcohol. You had to bring it. I was like, oh, frick. So they end up going and getting it from somebody there. They're like, hey, you got any? So, yeah, so somebody gives me a drink, which was cool. That was nice of them. And then the show's going to start. And I'm like, I had never been to this club before. And if you've never been in Oceans, hey, Homer Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits, buddy. Uh, if you've never been into this club before, and in most strip clubs, the stage is really high up. Some are higher than others. This one is really tall, like really tall. And so at first I'm like, oh, are we going to do this on the ground in front of the? No. No, we're not. Jesse goes on stage and starts the show. I'm the first comic. And uh, he's like, all right, yeah, I'll give it up for uh, for first uh, comedian of the night, Barry Laminac. And I'm like, bro, I got to. I'm up. I'm up on the stage. And it's so awkward because you're way up high. I'm used to, I mean, I'm used to, you know, like the improv stage is kind of tall, but this is next level tall, right? And the way that they're sitting, it's a horseshoe. And so I don't know where to stand because there's obviously two poles on the stage. And like initially <clears throat> I was up front, which is where you usually go on the stage up front. But then I'm like, there's people that I got to turn and look at. And then there's others that I got to turn over here and look at. And I'm like, this is awkward as shit. The pole's right behind me. And uh, I I touched it. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's why I sound like I sound. I'm just, that's just a guess. But I uh, <clears throat> I accidentally touched the pole. And I y'all know me. I'm a germaphobe. And I was trying not to touch the pole. And then I touched the pole. 
And then I was like, oh, my God. I... Uh, <clears throat> so it was weird. It was, I had never done comedy in a strip club before. Um, touching the pole was terrible and frightening. Um, but I will say like the crowd was pretty dope. It wasn't a very big crowd. It, they, they, they weren't a, it wasn't a large crowd by any stretch. Um, but they, uh, they were cool, and then, um, <clears throat> so we're waiting on to get paid, and then they start the dancing, and listen, I'm, I'm not here to judge, but I am, <clears throat> uh, it, They're, bless their heart, I guess, is the, the the best I could muster at this point would be just to uh, <clears throat> to, 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 to bless their heart and um, hope they make it through nursing school, I guess. I don't know. It was. Now, look, not, you know, I'm not again. I'm not a handsome man. I'm not a I'm not an attractive man. I'm not a I don't have a great body. I'll just say this. Ladies, imagine you go to a strip club for men. You're like, "Man, I can't wait to see some balls." Or whatever. I don't know what ladies uh they're usually not. I guess I don't know. Are ladies clubs usually fully nude? Do the dudes just pull their junk out? I have no idea. I have no idea. Let's just say yes. Let's just say, ladies, you go to a male strip club. And you're like, boy, I can't wait to see some balls tonight. And then I walk out. And I'm all like, what's up, ladies? How you like this? Huh? You're like, oh, my God. This is, he just turned this into a teddy bar. Look at this man. <clears throat> He's shaped like SpongeBob SquarePants. He is, he, he is the most, he's got a, he's got a square torso. And this is weird. And he does not have any junk I want to look at. It, I don't want to see this. I mean, that's that's what this was, basically. Is the first chick that I saw get on stage look like me with a cooter. That's the best I can tell you. Is I was just like, wow. I I see this every day when I shower. I I don't need this. Can we just get paid so I can go? This is not good. And I mean, look, it got a it got a little better. But I would imagine too, it was early in the night, all things considered. So I imagine some of the be- I'm just I'm just assuming some of the ban- better dancers show up a little later. Cause they're like, girl, I'm not stripping when the sun's up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's like doing comedy with daylight. It's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, 
I mean, there's just no way around it. If your job is stripping, and people will say, well, Barry, that's shallow. Barry, that's judgmental. Those girls are out there and, you know, they're doing their thing. Let's, 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 I, and I get, I get what you're saying, but you're dead ass wrong if you think judging strippers is wrong, is mean. It's, it's, it's not. Be, because let's just take a, let's take a 50,000 foot view of what strip clubs are. What is stripping? What is nude dancing? What is a titty bar? At the end of the day, it's sexual attraction. It's titties. It's nude. It's balls and penis. It's whatever. Whatever you're going there for, it's sexual in nature. Yes? Yes. No one goes to a strip club like, man, I hope I learned something about science today. But you know what? I really hope I learn uh, the periodic table at this strip club. No one's going in there like, you know what? I hope I meet somebody that becomes a pen pal. You're going because you're like, I want to see titties. I want to see hot titties. I want to see balls. I want to see cute balls. Whatever, Whatever reason you go, it is sexual in nature. And because of that, it only makes sense then that we judge the person on their looks, right? It'd be like saying, wow, this model is really ugly. That's not okay. It really is though, because she's supposed to be attractive. That's the whole point of modeling, right? So I don't want people to be like, uh, you can't be mean to strippers and you definitely can't be mean to ugly strippers. And you definitely can't be mean to fat, ugly strippers. And you definitely can't be mean to fat, ugly strippers with a mustache. And and you definitely can't be mean to fat, ugly strippers with a mustache uh, shaped like your uncle. And you definitely can't be mean to fat, ugly strippers with a mustache shaped like your uncle and talk like your grandpa. Hey, sugar, you want to dance? No, thank you, sir. I'm no, thank you. No. I definitely do not. I don't, no, thank you. I don't even want a conversation at this point. So, all I'm saying is, I don't know how they pay their bills. Heck yeah! Hey, truck driver Pookie, thank you for resubscribing. <coughs> 19 months, man, I appreciate that. I... I I did see this this one chick. She was squared up, you know, had a had a gut. And again, you guys are like, Perry, that's so shallow. No, it's not. It's not shallow. It's not shallow. It's not. It'd be like saying, hey, uh, I joined this math club and all of the people in it are dumb as shit. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't judge all the dumb people in the math club. Yeah, you don't join a math club if you're stupid. You're there to be smart. They're there to be sexually attractive. And if you're shaped like an uncle, you're. I'm sorry. Well, 
you know, at least they're out there. What are you talking about? At least they're, go get a job at Walmart. They don't make that much money. Oh, I promise you, I doubt this woman is making much more than a greeter. I would be shocked. Although there was, there was one guy there. And he was, he was throwing up. No, he was, no, he wasn't. (laughs) That's so mean. He was throwing uh, money at her. And I was like, is that real money? Is that Monopoly money? What is that? You know, and then people want to get mad at you. And I'm sure someone will clip this and try to get me canceled for talking shit about strippers. And again, I say, give a fuck. I I don't care. Excuse me. I was trying not to say the F word this whole show. I I don't care. Um, That's, you know. You chose that line of work. You're supposed to bring certain things to the table. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, just seems counterproductive to. Now, I, I you know, were all the girls up? I don't know. I didn't stay. I didn't hang around to see all the girls go up. I did think it was sad. At one point, while we're waiting, uh. They're like, all right, you guys, come under the main stage. Here's Stacy, or whatever her name was. And we're just talking. It's me and Dustin and Jesse and his girlfriend, and we're all just talking. And we're not even paying attention, really, to the strippers because there's only three in the building right now, I think. There was the one squared-up dude, lady, and then there was uh, this one chick that was walking around and then there was this one chick, Stacy, that was going to come out on stage. But the problem is when the DJ was like, all right, guys, please welcome to the stage, Stacy. And then Stacy never never came out. I was like, I wonder if Stacy just quit. And she was like, you know what? This ain't worth it. This big body bitch over here has made $4. And it just is not worth it. So the DJ's like, uh, like it's I'm it's like two thirds of the song goes by. And then the DJ gets on and goes, All right, guys, just want to say uh, I apologize for that. Um, you know, hey, let's 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 cut her some slack. Stacy's new. This is her first night dancing. And now I'm intrigued. Cause now I'm like, oh, oh are we gonna see a breakdown? Are we gonna see are we going to see her lose it on stage? Like, what the, what have I done? I'm up here with my muff out. This is not okay. My dad's in the crowd. I didn't know. I was like, oh, this would be fantastic. And and she didn't, to her credit. She came out. And, of course, she did the first dance with her clothes on because that's the rule. I don't understand that. I still to this day. That's the one of all the of all the things about a strip club that baffles me. The the two the two dance thing. I if, if does somebody know? Could someone in the chat? I'll bring the chat back up. Maybe if this gets clipped or if somebody sees it later, can someone explain to me why the first dance of a two dance session is with the clothes on. I didn't go to a clothing bar. Right? I wasn't like, hey man, you want to go look at some 
bathing suits? Hell yeah. You want to go look at some crop tops? you damn right. Can't wait to get to the clovey bar. Why do they, I, I don't understand that. It makes no sense. I think, I think what, what I decided, and I should have said this on stage, but this would be the equivalent of like, as a comedian, you come out and you're like, all right, uh, I'm going to tell you some jokes. I'm going to give you my best material. But before that, knock, knock. Huh? Yeah. Why did the chicken cross the road? What? To get to the other side. Like telling shit like that on stage, that's the equivalent of a first dance with your clothes on. That makes no sense to me. I don't understand that. And the only thing that's worse than that is dudes go up and actually tip. And you know, I just know it's a simp thing. That's that's really all it is, is they're simping. They're just like, I'm going to get her to like me because none of these other dudes are giving her money. So if I go give her money while she's dressed like a Mormon, then I probably have a good, good chance of taking her to the Waffle House. And any dude that's ever done that is judged immediately by every other dude in the clothing bar. Every other dude. Doesn't matter. If you're that simp that's like, here, honey, here's $6. Nice, nice bathing suit. Where'd you get this Venus? Y'all remember that? Y'all remember Venus? Oh, my God. My ex-wife used to get the, the Venus catalogs in the mail with the bathing suits. It was like, my goodness, this is... This is super aggressive. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't do that. You just, you do look like a simp when you do that. And it's, that's, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. Oh, damn it. I messed that up. Oh, well, I'll use it anyways. I don't care. Uh, so that was my, that was my, uh, gig at the strip club. It's just, I just had more questions than answers. The cool thing was. I ended up telling all the stories that I've told on this show about my my strip club adventures. The one time when the girl was punching me in the dick for no reason because my buddy told her to. Uh, and then the trip in Canada where the dude, where the chick did the baseball slide. Uh, yeah, so I just, I got to tell those stories. I was like, they're not even, I mean, they're funny, but they're not like, they're not uh, polished jokes. But I was like, I don't care. That's not, I don't care about that. I just, I was just... Uh, trying to be relatable, I guess, at a at a strip club. Uh oh, what is wrong with my? If this thing, <clears throat> uh, Hugh Dab, you spelling my name wrong? I think at this point, I just. Uh... I just need to start banning people from the show. Because, I mean, UW's like, yo, for real, Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. Uh, sorry about last week. I was talking about squeezing the berry for the juice. But then you just literally put B-E-R-R-Y as if that was funny. And it's not. I mean, I've told you 15 times, dude. I've told you 15 times how fucking disrespectful that is to call me out of my name on my own show. I've told you that. And yet you do it in a an apology thing. Like, 
bro, you're a dick. I just don't have time for that kind of bullshit in my life, man. This is fucking hard enough as it is, okay? Let's just talk about last week. This is hard enough to do as it is, especially when you're at the level I'm at doing it. When the shit hadn't, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go down that road again like I did last week. Just understand that that apology you just sent, fuck you. All right. You know what? In fact, y'all don't need to, you don't need to time him out. I just banned him. I'm just not, if I'm going to do this for 40 people a day, I'm certainly not going to put up with disrespect and bullshit like that on a daily basis. I'll just fucking not do this. But I, I love the people that are here and that do care and want this show. So you can go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit and a garbage human being because you think it's funny to disrespect me on this show. And I hope you fucking, I don't know. I hope you have four flat tires when you go to your car today. You garbage ass person. Fuck you. Ugh. Just drives me nuts. And there goes me not cussing. So, so there's that. <clears throat> um... I just don't understand that. People are so fucking miserable online. And they just, it, the only thing that makes them feel better is to be a dick to other people. It baffles me. It, it blows my mind. <sighs> blows my mind. So, you dab can suck all the dicks, okay? And I don't know why these slides aren't working anymore. Trying to get them to work, but they're not. And you guys made me talk like that in front of my mother. She's waiting in the green room. How dare you? But yeah, I'm just not going to play that anymore. I'm just not. I'm just not going to sit here and be disrespected on my own show and just be miserable doing this every day. I'd rather, again, I'd rather just not do it. I'll just go get a goddamn corporate job. We can all just fuck off. And see, Reyes, that's the that's the thing, bro. You're like, oh, that's why I have burner accounts. I'm just waiting to get banned. How about just don't be a dick, don't be an asshole, and you don't get banned? If the host of a show says, hey, I think it's super disrespectful that you spell my name wrong, and you keep doing it, fuck you. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, it's just like I, I just I don't have time for it, man. I'm I'm trying to do a good show and and I just don't have time for that disrespect. And what what pisses me off is is it's a few assholes like Hugh Dad that make me ignore the chat when the majority of you had love what you have to say and what you add to the show. But it's just a few cocksuckers like that dude. What a miserable piece of shit. Oh my god. Nice life you're living there, Hugh Dad, that you get off on some shit like that. Fucking loser, dude. That is just loser behavior. That's all that is. All that is is fucking loser behavior. Let me go online and be a dick to someone to make myself feel better. God damn, bro. You need a friend or something. That's pathetic. That is just fucking pathetic. <clears throat> uh, I think I got all my... Yeah, I do. All right. I think I got all the... Um... No, I don't. Shit. Okay, I don't know what's happening with my. All right, so we may not have all the slides either. <clears throat> um, real quick, we'll, we won't do the sports headlines right now, but I just wanted to. This is the most important thing that we saw. What's up, Podge? Um, 
Yeah, I'll give his timeout money back. <laughs> What's Fonzie like? I don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah, be like Fonzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be cool. Just be cool. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to not be an asshole, believe it or not. It's not that hard. And, it, you know, if uh, if you guys have a joke that crosses the line and I tell you, no harm, no foul. You didn't know. We've done that before. Hey, that's too far. Oh, my bad. No worries. No worries. But to just do it over and over. And then when the shit was happening on Thursday, you're just a miserable person. And I am just not going to let toxic, toxic people like that on this show or in my life anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not. I mean, this ain't ESPN, bro. Go run their chat like you do. I, I, you're not going to do that here. You're just not. All right, that's enough. That's enough. I'm I'm not going to ruin the show anymore with that bullshit. Because we have important things to discuss. Uh, Jenny's mom going to join me at 3.15. But we have important things to discuss from this past weekend's divisional round. We had four good games. Well, the three good games. The Texans game was a blowout. Um, that Bills Chiefs game was just amazing. I just wish they could have played another four quarters. Loved it. Um, unfortunately, I missed Packers Bucks. I'm sorry, uh, 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 Packers Niners. But apparently, that was a great game, great game, and I missed it. I didn't get a chance to go back and watch it, so I don't get to you know tell you guys all my thoughts on it just because I missed it. But um. But I, I watched the uh, the Lions uh, Bucks game as well. So some really good football, some some fun football. But the the best thing that occurred uh, this past weekend, um, where is the damn? Where'd the chat go? Did I shut it? Down? Did I close it? I don't understand. Uh. uh Yes, I did. No, oh, there it was. Um, yeah, Alex said, and D'Amico, I still trust. Yeah, for sure. What's up, Blee Blue? Uh, Shock says, shame you have to acknowledge that nonsense. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Tony said, at least the weather's nice. It'll cheer you up. It's awful up here. <sighs> Uh, Amos said, to be fair, the way people from Texas say your name, I understand the misspelling, but you did correct him. And at that point he's being an asshole. Yeah. I, like I said, the first time, if I'm like, Hey bro, that's not how you spell my name. It's right there on the screen. Don't be disrespectful. Like, you know how to spell it. Uh, anyways, of all the, the, the fantastic things that happened, um, this weekend in football, there was. Well, the only good thing about that is I was not banned for it. No, you're good, bro. You're good. I promise. Uh, <clears throat> the best thing that happened this weekend wasn't the Texans getting to the divisional round. It wasn't the Lions winning two playoff games for their fan base at home and making it to the NFC Championship game. It wasn't Brock Purdy's comeback drive. It wasn't Bill's Chiefs. It, it was none of that. It was this. Ignore title. I forgot to add a title. That is the most amazing sandwich I've ever seen in my whole life. 
And I don't know if that sandwich is for sale at every Lions game or if that man somehow, there's no way he snuck that sandwich in. Okay, there's no way this man snuck this sandwich in in his blue jean legs. You would have to have stilts and like a carnival barker. Like there's no way you're sneaking in this sandwich unless, unless everybody snuck in something for the sandwich. So you would have to have a whole row of people where like one guy's like, I'll bring in, I'll sneak in the tomato. And another guy's like, I'll sneak in a loaf of bread. And another, I'll sneak in the lettuce. Like, there's just, it's not possible. It's not possible. So that means, that means that this man bought this sandwich at this Lions game. Now, that brings up the next question, Alan. Yeah, great question. How much does this cost? How much does it cost to buy this tower of goodness? This, my word, this this sandwich of destiny? I don't know. Um, Where was it? Oh, he has Tupperware, so he must have brought it in. No, I think that's what they give you, bro. I think they give you that to... <clears throat> To keep the sandwich in. I, I was curious about this. I haven't done it yet. Detroit Lions uh, food menu. Ford Field, where to eat and drink. That's definitely a club sandwich, right? Uh, club sandwich. Three foot tall, cartoonishly large sandwich. Here we go. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. Oh, for the love of Pete, can we just give me the thing? It says, while the Detroit, I mean, if you're just going to bombard me with it, I'll find the info somewhere else. Shit. While Detroit Lions were making team history on the field, one fan at Ford Field was making history perhaps equally amazing, devouring a three-foot-tall sandwich. He lives in Troy, Michigan. His name is John Robinson. He's been a Lions season ticket holder for 15 years. Um, and he had the sandwich with him. It says, while there is a $250 three-foot-long sub sandwich on the Lions menu for fans in the suites, that's not what Robinson is ordering. Instead... Robinson heads over to Grobel's Gourmet Deli on the second level concourse and buys himself six turkey club sandwiches. Robinson then stacks the sandwiches himself using the wooden skewers provided with the sandwiches. Wow. He said, I've been doing it for a long time. I made that sandwich on Sunday a little bit bigger just because it's the playoffs. That's outstanding. Uh, that sandwich is made with turkey, ham, bacon, cheddar, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and a multigrain bread. According to Grobel's menu. Robinson says, I make it there. It's not on the menu. I grabbed the sandwiches. It's a club sandwich. It was six sandwiches. 
So that's six club sandwiches stacked. Uh, he said he's been making the giant sandwich for about 10 years. He used to buy supersized sandwiches from a deli in Detroit. For a while, I tried all these different things and they didn't work out. But in the last couple of years, I made it at Grobel's. I'm stacking it. The kebab things, I connect them together. That's crazy. Uh, he was spotted with a sandwich by M Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who happened to be sitting there? Uh, <clears throat> there's no price on this yet. Let's see. Hold on. While some speculated Robinson smuggled in the sandwiches, no, stupid. He said he paid a cool $68. $68 for the six sandwiches. Yesterday, Detroit Lion fans celebrated in so many unique ways, including this fan foodie. Okay, whatever. The $68? That seems awfully cheap. That is a little over 12 bucks a sandwich, right? 68 divided by 6? Eleven thirty-three a sandwich. $11.33. Now, that's a lot for a sandwich. $11 is a lot for a sandwich. Right? But you feel like it would have cost more. <laughs> CZ said 68 bucks. That's one and a half drinks at NRG. I know. Uh, Sean says, I refuse to believe golf is going to get them a ring. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll definitely get to it. It's pretty cheap for game food. I know. That's insane, bro. It's like next level deliciousness. And that reminds me how um, back in the day. <clears throat> hey, what's up, Trent? That's dirty. That's dirty, cheap. Uh, yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. That's not Trent's mom, by the way. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one second. Um, but it reminds me. Back in the day, I remember going to movies with my mom. And she would bring candy or uh, 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 popcorn. Um, one time she brought a whole turkey and just carved it right there. And the what? She's shaking her head at me in the green room. Oh, that's let's no, let's have this discussion uh, because that's that's a that's a damn lie, Jenny, and you you know it. Uh, you, we used to do this, and uh, hold on. Uh, Take that off. All right, here we go. Um, wait, sorry, I got a new um, interview. Uh, it's all messed up now. <clears throat> it's all messed up now. Damn it! I don't know how to fix it. Shoot, I really don't know how to fix this. This is all jacked up. Oh well, we'll deal with it. All right, um, let's just bring in Jenny's mom right now. So she can talk about her lies. I'll fix it while you're here. Yeah. Mother, you're going to tell me you didn't take food into the movie theater. No, I took food into the movies, but yes. not a turkey. Yeah, it was a whole turkey. I, I specifically remember because you made me smuggle in the carving knife and the, the <laughs> rod to sharpen it on. Very. But remember, I was a poor single mom. So, I do remember you know, that. Yeah. I had to, I had the, the hardest part was when you brought in a can of soft drink and you had to pop the top <laughs> and everybody heard it. So I would either cough or 
I'm telling you to make some noise or something when I opened them. I do that to Paul too. You make you make Paul. You still take stuff into the theater? Well, I'll take my Dr. Pepper when I was drinking Dr. Peppers into the into it sometime in my purse. But but I remember I used to take popcorn and candy for you kids. Yeah, I confess. I mean, and and I get it because you know, like you said, single mom. Um, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't easy back then. And by the way, I'm fixing your camera cause I got this new, uh, set up. So it's not your fault. It's not on you. It's on me. Don't move it. Oh, don't, okay. don't okay. you dare okay. adjust I'm it. Um, yeah. I want that sandwich though. <laughs> that sandwich looks amazing. Doesn't it? 68 <laughs> bucks. Imagine 68 bucks. I the, think I could do something better with my money, but you know, I think hey. I can eat that though. I do. I think I could eat that. Well, I'm on a diet, so I couldn't eat it. Are but, you? What are you? Yeah. Uh, what are you dieting for? Oh well, you know I've got weddings coming up, and and I want to look good in my my dresses, and I got Paul on the diet, so we're dieting. Oh, you've got Paul on the diet now. <laughs> oh, I bet he's thrilled well, about that, isn't he? Well, he has this tux that he tried on this morning that uh-huh. he has to wear to one of the weddings, and it is a little snug so i got him on board with the diet yeah it's called getting old mom <laughs> what what clothes do i not have that aren't snug huh i know well this was oh gosh he's had this tux forever but anyway we're working on that so that was my new year's resolution what lose weight um well, yeah. I mean, I think that's everybody's every year. No the only reason kidding. I didn't after Christmas. Mm. The only reason I didn't set it as my New Year's resolution was just because I knew that it was going to be a struggle for me, and I'm just looking for the easy way out. Honestly, um, I don't. I don't want to. What's the easy way out? I don't Tell know. Me, share. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like uh, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, uh, uh, damn it. Uh, I took those injections before and lost weight. Oh, you you did? That you give yourself every day. Yeah, that, what's it called? Some Ozempic? Seglutamide? No, yeah, the same thing. Seglutamide, yeah, I lost 16 pounds. Well, how the hell did you, could you afford that? That's just expensive. No, it wasn't. Not really. The whole program was like, it was through my wellness doctor. The whole program was like $500, $600 or something, and you... You know, you went in every week and you got this shot and then you did injections at home and anyway. really, but well, I've gained five, six pounds of it back. Oh, <laughs> do that. See, that was like a year and a half ago. So now I got to turn it around. Jen was yeah, uh, telling it. me about that, but she said that it can get pretty expensive. You got to really be careful because it can, it can start to add up quick. And I was like, well, I, I don't know what though is it. it it works. What does it do? Does it does it just curb the cravings? I think it speeds or? up. Yeah, I think it speeds up your metabolism and it curbs your appetite. But here's the thing: <laughs> the one I was on, you can have an apple in the morning, and you can have an apple and a piece of meat and a vegetable at lunch, and an apple and a piece of meat and a vegetable at dinner, and that is it. Well, it's no like shit, you're gonna lose weight. You ain't eating anything. <laughs> It was like 950 calories a day. I did cheat, though. I had another apple at 10. I was like. What a jankety-ass <laughs> thing, Mama. You don't even know if those things work. That's that. no shit you lost weight. 
finished. Well, it's all combined, you know. It worked. So no, no, but, mother, I promise you, you would have <laughs> lost that much weight had you just ate that stuff. Well, I'm doing it on my own this time, so we'll see. Are we going to have a weight contest this year? Uh, no, we can't. I mean, people stop signing up for it. You know what I mean? The oh, the tribe okay. has shrunk. The the inch Cece was all into it. Cece's lost so much weight. She looks amazing. Has she? Oh well, my she god, she share. looks amazing. Well, then she needs to share with us. Well, I think she's going to the gym and she's working uh, out. And she's watching what she eats and yeah. Uh, good for Cece. Oh, Chris from Sam Houston says semaglutide isn't that much compared to Ozempic, mm-hmm. which is for diabetics. It's really not. Uh, it's really well, I, I found this thing. Um, it's like a it's like a, a website, and they have, like, all these different pills that they send you to to lose weight. And so it was, it's like an alternative to taking the Ozempic or taking the, the semaglutide. Mm-hmm. It's like all these different pills. One of them is like a um, antidepressant, but it's supposed to curb your appetite. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's... Let's try it all. Send it this way. Let's, I've been yeah. so crazy busy. I need an antidepressant. I need something. I need I need motivation some way, somehow. <laughs> I just I just am like, no, I can't. Oh, I, I no. every every weekend I tell myself, all right, next week, starting on Monday, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna stretch for five minutes, I'm gonna go for a walk for ten to thirty, <laughs> I'm gonna meditate. And then okay, I am just going Barry. to kick the day's sure. ass. Why you know, you set yourself up to fail? <laughs> well, it's the same as the stupid ass New Year's resolution. It's the same thing. Well, that's true. And you know how that's many times true. I've done it? Uh-uh. Not a one. None? Not a one time. <laughs> I, I, you know what's so bad is last year at one point I remember saying like, man, my fat ass has to lose weight. I need to go for a run or go for a walk if I can't run. So I was like, all right, Barry, you know what? It's just just getting up is half of it. Just get up and put get your clothes on. It. Yeah. So I was like, fine. I got up. I put on my, my running shorts. I put on my shirt. I put on my shoes. And then I sat on the couch and, and got on my out. phone. I got on my phone because I was like, oh, you know what? I need to get some music to run with. So I sat on the there couch to get music. And three hours later, I was like, oh, shit, I got to show. I got to do the show now. <laughs> Stupid ass. See, there it's you just go. so bad. It's just I'm just dumb. It is. It's so hard. I gotta go back to swimming and I got I gotta get with it. I'm getting old. I gotta get out there and get to moving again. So now there. um let's go back to you smuggling food into uh, what? I was a thief. Well, yeah. that's not really being a thief, really. Well, I don't think you're allowed to smuggle food into uh, a movie theater. I think they kind of frown upon that. That's crazy. Hey, they let you bring food into the Astro game. Yeah, but mother, we're talking. This was the the 1980s. This was this was back when I was a child. What kind of example were you setting back then? That was not a very good one. No, not a very good one. I know. I know. You would have candy in the purse and. I remember that. I was telling Nora about that. Uh, when we were in the Hill Country doing the wine tasting thing, one of the guys was like, have you ever had chocolate with wine? And I was like, no, I, you know, we don't do, I don't drink much wine anyways. He goes, try this. And he got a piece of chocolate and he was like, save this for your favorite. 
and then eat the chocolate and drink the wine and tell me what you think. And it was the most amazing. I loved it. I was like, oh, this it's is so good. good. Um, and so Nora and I, uh, she went and was like, you know, do you want to get some chocolate? Because we got a bunch of bottles of wine that we never drink around here. She's like, you want to get some chocolate? I was like, yeah. She goes, maybe I'll <laughs> yeah. just get a Hershey's bar. And I was like, oh, my God. I just had a flashback. Oh, my God. With my grandmother. Oh, my God. She always had a Hershey's bar. <laughs> this woman must have kept Hershey's in business. I don't know of anyone she else did. that buys a fucking Hershey's bar. No <laughs> one else. Who's out buying just a, a plain ass <laughs> rectangular Hershey's bar? No Hershey's with nuts. No Hershey's with uh-uh. almonds. It was just a regular old chocolate bar. And I was like, this must have been amazing for them back in the day right if they had a Hershey's bar probably because you know during the war they didn't hardly have any chocolate that was like yeah they just had to eat people they ate each other and that was (laughs) no but she always had chocolate bars for you always oh I gotta tell you and I told her well hold on that's not the rest of the story because I told her I was like my grandmother always had a Hershey's bar now sometimes it was unopened sometimes it would be wrapped in a tissue because she had opened it and given it to somebody or she would eat it. But she would always ask you, always, always, always when she saw you, honey, you want a, you want a little chocolate? You want a little Hershey's bar? You want a little Hershey's? You know, I'm a kid. I'm like, yeah. And I swear to y'all, every time, every time she would pull out this giant, I mean, the, you know, a Hershey's bar is like, it's like as big as this microphone. It's a, it's a big, it's not, we're not talking about a little kiss. I'm not talking about a little Twix no. bar. It's a, I mean, you could surf on a Hershey's bar. They're, they're huge. You could, <laughs> and she'd pull out this big ass Hershey's bar. And, and if you've never seen a Hershey's bar, they have their, it's broken up into squares or rectangles. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a rectangle that has a bunch of rectangles. And she'd pull out that Hershey bar and she would, boop, and she would break, break off. <laughs> One of them little tiny ass rectangles and go, here you go, baby. And and she you would see her struggling to lift the rest of the chocolate bar up. It was so big to get it back into her purse. She had all that chocolate left. And then she's like, here you go, baby. Get you to one square. She did love her Hershey. She did. And she was the sweetest. She always had a she always had a Hershey for you. Always had a Hershey bar, but you weren't getting <laughs> half. You weren't getting a fourth. You were getting one rectangle one of Hershey little, every one time. Little thing. Every it's time. Funny what, it's funny what we remember about them. I was going <laughs> to tell you, I have, a, I have a client. I'm doing a, a genealogy workup for their family, mm-hmm. and they hired me to do it. And um, he was telling me, I was asking him some of the things he remembers about his grandmother, and he said, well, I do remember that every Christmas – she gave everybody pajamas. And I said, well, you need to talk to my son because every Christmas they got robes and house shoes. Oh, my God. I wonder what it was with them back then. They, I mean, the old people the just grew up cold. I don't know. This is like, we don't have heat. So this is how we make it work. We like robes and house shoes. That's how we stay no, warm. I have no idea. No. I was a thing, evidently. It was the thing. And he's Latino, so it must have been a thing with him, too. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, but this is... Here, I I pulled this up. Uh, No, not that. Hold on. This is... There we go. That's that's the... There you go. Yeah. 
That was that's the Hershey bar um, yeah, from don't back show in the me day. That. that makes me hungry for chocolate. What? They are good. I'm on a diet, and you're but that's showing what me she, a chocolate bar. That's what she would do is she would just break off like this little <laughs> corner right here, just this thing, not like this whole row and this. It was just like this little one little rectangle on this big ass well, bar you, of chocolate. Maybe you weren't her favorite. Maybe she gave her favorite two of them. I definitely not her favorite. <laughs> I, that's you know what I mean. I don't think I was ever Nanny's favorite. Nanny, I think, I don't think she had a favorite. Oh, she had a favorite. It was I think it was Sean because Sean was the baby. Yeah, it was Sean. Yeah, it was Sean. Sean, he was the baby. Yeah. yeah. Also the dumbest, and I don't understand that. He was, I'm just kidding. He wasn't the dumbest. Oh, he hears you say that. You are so in trouble. I know, he's going to kill me. Uh, Eric said, I do the same to my daughter, and I tell her one day you will do the same thing. What, the pajamas or the the chocolate? What is this? Concessions are part of the big revenue generators. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, no kidding. After eating dark chocolate, I can't do milk chocolate. Why? Dark chocolate is the best. Is it? I like milk chocolate. I don't know. Paul loves dark chocolate. And you can have dark chocolate, you know, on a diet. It's not as sweet as just your regular much. There's not as much sugar in it. There's still sugar in it. I'm fixing to go eat meat. What the hell? (laughs) I want to go eat a chocolate bar. Y'all got me so hungry. (laughs) Uh, Y'all? Don't (laughs) y'all. Not us. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, Alec, thank you for the nine bits, man. Much appreciated. Uh, and thank you for resubscribing, Alec, for three months now. Let's go. Oh, five months. Let's go. Uh, much appreciated, Alec. Much appreciated indeed. Uh, Alec, if you've never been here for a Jenny is Mom episode, I bring my mother on each week, and I tell the truth about my childhood, and then she lies. Oh, no, he doesn't, Alex. It is Alec, awful. not Alex. Alec. It's right there with oh, a C. Alec. Alec. Okay, get it right, Jenny. Alec. We're not. Get Alec. it right. <laughs> I don't want to be banned. Alec. I lost it earlier. Oh, my God. Between that and Thursday. I know you did. I figured yeah. I better try to cheer you up or something. Oh I don't uh, I don't know why that's a, and it's a thing, and it probably shouldn't be, and I think later I'll be like, yeah, that was stupid. But there's just this. <laughs> There's just this thing right now where, you know, and it happened on the show. It's not anywhere else. Like, but uh, they were, they were joking about it. They kept spelling my name wrong in the chat. And if somebody's new to the show, I get it. That's fine. Even though it's on a thousand different places. Right. It's like, whatever. But they started spelling it B-E-R-R-Y. And I was like, it's not spelled that way. And they kept doing it. I was like, hey, stop being disrespectful. Now you're just calling me out of my name and spelling it wrong just to be disrespectful. And they didn't stop. And they thought it was funny. And so that was like, no, nah, I'm not playing that. <clears throat> and then um, in the middle of my show last week on Thursday, uh, the software just died. And then I couldn't get back to it. And everyone was oh, making no. fun of it and bringing up past episodes of disaster when I was like super excited because we had a bunch of shit planned. It just always seems like on this show, Mother, whenever I have something really cool or really exciting planned, inevitably something's going to happen. <laughs> That's awful. I'm so sorry. And just, it is just so it like. it just wasn't the right time uh, for him to be God. doing that. It was the wrong time to be making jokes about past failures when I'm in the middle yes. of a failure. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Shock so, said baking chocolate is harsh. It really is. But if you're desperate. Yeah, it is. You it's know, a little it's like, too much. It's like an alcoholic drinking NyQuil. You're like, I got to get my fix. So I'll just do that. I'm going to try chocolate with wine, though. That sounds really good because we do like, I do like red wine. I bet it would be good. I wonder if it's better with red or white. Um, I've only had it with reds and darks. Dark with reds, wines. I yeah, would think but red. Yeah. I haven't had it with a white wine yet, but um, it's really good. And And since then. Since that trip, Nora has been like making charcuterie boards for us for dinner. Oh yeah, those. And are you so know Nora, cool. she's Miss Fancy. She's got to have it oh, all yeah. perfect. She's and got it all I'm like, perfect. yo, babe, this shit is taking forever. Board. Yeah, I'm like, just <laughs> I'm put, throw that shit in a Ziploc bag and bring it over here like it's trail mix. We'll just mix it all up. Taylor's the same way. Taylor has this big board with all this stuff. And you're yeah. almost afraid to eat it. It looks so pretty. Oh, my God. And, yeah, Nora's, like, so good at that stuff. So she'll, like, I think I have a picture of, of an old one that she did. Because I was like, man, I need to send this to Cisco and show him that he's created a monster. Because this is, like, this, this is our jam, though. But, but you know what? Like chocolate on there? She does. She really does. Oh, so what we did okay. is after we did that tasting in the Hill Country, before we left to come home, because we asked, because Cisco had a charcuterie board for us, and we were like, you know, where do you get this cheese? It was a really good cheese. And where do you get this uh, thing? Because it was really good. And he was like, oh, we get it all from Antonelli's in Austin. He goes, have you seen that commercial? Where it's like, uh, I'm, we're Antonelli's cheese shop. It's like for a Capital One commercial. I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, they're in Austin. And that's where we get it all. So oh. I was like, cool. So this was the other day. You can't really, you probably won't be able to see it too good, but this is what oh Nora made gosh. just for That's us to have beautiful. some wine while we were watching TV. Woo, Isn't that wild? That girl is something else. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, it's just my dumb ass. Like you ain't got to, she rolls it out too. She was like, I need to get a bigger wow. board. I was like, babe, this is not about to be a thing. All right. We're not about to. <laughs> I was like, you don't need a bigger, a bigger board. board. I'll go to Lowe's and I'll just get some plywood. Oh God! And I'll cut whatever size board you need. You don't need to. We don't need to. We don't. No, need you need the little dishes and you need the little spoons <coughs> and you need. You know, you need all that stuff. It's you a know. lot. I can't say it. It's called. I can't say that word. Uh, please say it. Please, somebody get ready to click no. this. Please no, say it. You, you have will mother, laugh at me. I am Shut the host of this show, and you will do Shut as I say. What kind of board does is does she make? What is it called? A ch- a couture. <laughs> you can do it, Mom. You can do it. It's a couturey. A couturey board. A It is boy. You are right there. You are in the neighborhood. You are. No, it doesn't start. It doesn't start with the. It starts with a sh- sh- yeah. ca- ca- shark charcuterie board. A shark charcuterie board. It's called a, a charcuterie board. board. No, charcuterie no, board. Not yes, it. a charcuterie board. It's a yes. not It's well known. That's where it comes from. <coughs> it, it. That's where it comes no. from. It was yes. It was back in Pompeii when the volcano no, hit. So it bad. burned this that lady's coochie. And it petrified so it, full. and when they found her, there was a bunch of cheeses on top. And they were like, oh, Mary. look, it's a charred coochie board. That's, I'm just telling you, you're going to argue with history? Oh. Say it one more time. Charcuterie board. Say it real fast. Go. Don't even think board. about it. Say it. Go. Charcuterie board. Charcuterie well, board. You, 
You keep adding a ch and a charcuterie board. No, is yeah. Charcuterie board. Char. Say it slow with me. Here we go. Here you go. Are you ready? Okay. This is like with Nora. You know what word Nora can't say? Cardboard. What? She can't say cardboard. Yeah. She's like, you got any? I can't say. She'll be like, I need some cardboard. I'm like, you need what? I need I need cardboard. I'm like, what the fuck is a cardboard? I need a cardboard box. I'm like, that is not. Cardboard. That's not what that is at all. Well, at least I can say that. Charcuterie. Yeah. Charcuterie. No. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Char. Here, let's do a slow. Char. Char. Coochie. Coo. No. It's... Barry, I know what, what that is. And no, that you... is not what? the right word. You are so bad. I'm taking lessons from you. Yeah. I should have my head examined. There was a, I'm trying to remember what word I can't say. Oh, there's words I can't say. Yeah. There's, there's names I can't can't ever pronounce either. Right now, but there's more than one. Shock said a charcuterie is a barbecue strip club. That's probably accurate. Charred coochie. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I'm not saying that word. I just say cheese board. Right. It's just a lot easier. Make me one of those cheese boards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not called a cucaracha board, Tony. It's not. That's a roach. Yeah. That's right. Mom knows seven words in Spanish. Don't even try it. Oh, Barry, I, you're going to laugh. So a lot of these documents I'm pulling up in Mexico, of course, they're all in Spanish. Birth certificates, marriage license, baptismal records, all that. And I'm trying to work my way through it. I finally just gave up and got someone to start translating them for me. There's no Because you're trying to read it. Yeah. I read a few words here and there. You know, I got the gist of it, but I need the whole thing to be accurate. So, well, gave up on that. Your Spanish. You know, it's a Your first Spanish time has never done. been as good as you think no. it is. No. And, you know, this is the first time I've ever done a Latino write up, work up on genealogy. And I learned something. The women in Mexico do not take their husband's name. Oh, really? They do not. Most of them do not. Culturally, they they just take the name of their father, last name, and their mother's father's last name, and that's their name. And they, when they get married, they just keep their maiden name, which is two names. Yep. They keep. And you talk about hard to research. They keep two names. Okay, their first name is their given name. Their second name is the name of their father's father. And the third name is the name of their mother's father's last name. So their name. middle name is their grandfather's name. Last name is their or? Father's, is their father's surname. Yeah. So if their father is John Smith, then you've got Lupita Smith Gonzalez. Yes, if that's Or the is it Lupita John Gonzalez? No, no. It's the it's last the, name. It's the given name, the surname of the father, and the surname of the mother. But wouldn't the f- and surname... And the woman wait, has the, the surname, surname of the mother? Of father and mother. Yes. I'm so confused because you so, said it was the uh, father and then the father's father. No. the mo- <laughs> That would be the same thing. No. You take your, your given name <laughs> and then you give the baby the name of the father. It's last name. The son and the and Holy Spirit. The second name is the surname of his mother. And then the wife has the surname of her father and the surname of her mother. So you got four names. It's very confusing. 
Yes, this is. And I'm, sometimes when I'm doing research, they have Jose, Guzman, Rodriguez, Hernandez, Lopez. <laughs> like, wow. Oh my God, how do you search with that? Anyway, it's oh. very interesting. I'm enjoying it. You imagine having to write that? Please print your full name. Jesus, how much time you got, lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much time you got? I know. I love it. It's great. Gosh. I just, anyway. I'm glad I just have Nora Laminac. That is. There no, you go. It's not complicated. Well, when they got here in the United States, they didn't do that. But there, they. Jared said, "The more she tries to explain it, the more confused I get." Yeah, because you <laughs> changed it every time, Mom. No, you were I like, didn't. Yeah, you did. Chat, chat. One in the chat. If Mom no. changed it every time. One in the chat. Okay. If Mom was like, "Listen, what I learned is." <laughs> Okay. Women in, well, in Mexico, they don't. They take their dad's name and their grandfather's surname. No, and it was like, well, but that's the same thing. Surname was, is the dad's last name. Well, that's so why I, I was confused because I'm like, it's the same okay. thing. And then you were like, no, them. And then Sorry, you threw the they men their, in. They take their dad's name, last name, and their mother's last name. Oh. That's their name. Did I ever tell you, <laughs> look at the chat. I said, one in the chat, if you're confused. Look at all these ones popping up, mom. One, one. Hey. There's an hey. 11, one, one, one. Somebody called 911. They're so confused. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, that's wild. That's, uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex Villanueva. I bona fide Mexicans like, chingao, now I'm confused. You, you've confused the Mexican people in the chat, mother. How do you do that? No. Yes, no, that's, that's amazing. I do know what I'm talking about. Hey, Google it. You have, you have the Mexican people in the chat doubting their own Mexicanism now. They're like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Am I, am I adopted? Am I a bastard? How did I get this name? Is if, if she's right. I'm very stop. <laughs> Tony oh said, I don't want to be Mexican anymore. This is too much. <laughs> Tony, he's like, I don't want to be Mexican anymore. This is too much. I just, it's a lot of rules. That's so funny. God, I opened yeah. a can of worms. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. I'm crying. Okay. Yeah. I will not explain that again. No, you're better off just trying to say charcuterie board. That was, that was the equivalent. That, that explanation was the equivalent oh, of you trying to okay. say charcuterie board. Same thing. Hey, what's up? Speaking of the devil, there's Cisco right there. All right, mother. I love you. This was a lot of fun. Um, maybe each week we can come up with a word for you to try to say. That would be fun. Oh, new new it. segment on the show. Jenny uh, trying to pronounce Spanish yes. names. Jenny on words. words. No, yeah. Jenny explaining uh, naming uh, conventions uh, uh, across the globe and then Jenny I'm on words. You Google it. It's there. That's the way it is. Heartthrob said Jenny just made all of Mexico collapse. Just. <laughs> oh, that's a good time. Oh, all right. my God. I'm laughing so hard. You Cisco says, speak of the devil, up. what did I miss? We were talking. I was showing Cisco. I was showing my mother that uh, Nora and I have been eating a lot, drinking a lot of wine and eating a lot of cheese and crackers and charcuterie boards because of our trip to high with you. So that's what we were saying. Yeah. And then my mother called it a charred coochie board because she has no cooch, no class. And then she just made a bunch of stuff up about Mexican people. 
I did not. Because she's racist, apparently. I don't know why she would do that. She was just like, ah, you know how Mexican chicks get their name? You just throw a bunch of pots and pans in the air and whatever. No, that's a different one. Oh, very. (laughs) Very. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, Alex said Mexico, Mexican word of the day with Jenny. Oh, that'd be even better. That'd be even better. That'd be even better. Y'all, not not y'all just trying to much. say like a difficult word, but a difficult Mexican word and watch you just eh, 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 cha, eh, eh, como, eh, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, you're the best, mother. I love you to oh, death. This God. was a lot of fun. Love you guys. Bye, chat. I am not a racist. <laughs> I love this. She had to clarify on her way out. Bye, Chad. I love you. I'm not racist. I promise. I'm sorry if all the Mexican people are confused. Uh, That was not the intent. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you're hilarious, Mother. I love you to death. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining the show, as always. It's uh, it's a treat. Talk to you later. All right. There she goes. That's Jenny's mom. Once again, always a fantastic time. <sighs> She's so much fun, man. She is hilarious, too. We would just like have that. <laughs> Alec, thank you for the 10 bits, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Alex said Baker enjoy Cancun, brother. Yeah. You knew it'd come to an end eventually, right, Alec? You knew it would come to an end eventually. We'll get into it. In fact, let's get into it. We got some, uh, we got to talk about all the games that happened this weekend. Um, let me see if I'm going to Why? I hate that this never, ever restarts. There we go. It's just stupid. All right. Um, we have our uh, conference games set. Our our conference games are set, locked, and loaded. Uh, you had the Chiefs beating the Bills, the Ravens beat the Texans, the Lions beat the uh, Bucks, and the 49ers beat the Packers. And um, despite me going 4-0 in my picks of winners, no one messaged me. It's the damnedest thing. Last week, I got a bunch of messages from people like, uh-huh, you picked so-and-so, and now you were wrong, and now you feel stupid. But, I again, I go 4-0, oh, not, a, not a message, not a one message. <laughs> Flip. Yeah, tomato, tornado. What are you going to do? Um, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's go to our scores, and let's start with, unfortunately... Unfortunately, uh, let's start with, um, that gummit. Get, get on, get, get on out of here. <clears throat> let's start with the, uh, Ravens. Ravens, Texans game. It was ugly. Demona said I messaged you. Thank you, Demona. Um, it was ugly. It was never close. I mean, I guess you felt like it was close. In the first half, 10 to 10 is close. Yeah, my bad. I misspoke. It was close in the first half. Thanks to a return punt for a touchdown. Um, But really, neither team could get much going in the first half, right? 
And and I think the announcers that kept saying, well, you know, the 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 Ravens were rusty, and that's why you saw the tale of two halves with the Ravens offense. It was struggling a little bit to get going, and then once it did, um, it looked like the old Ravens offense. And that that's probably true. And I would say, uh, Alex at Texans, who you bringing up? Why are you bringing up old stuff? Oh, yeah, well, I mean – Tunsil was just flagged for another false start. It's a it's a problem. Tunsil's trying to get a little head start. It's if you go back and watch old film, which I don't do, but I was watching some highlights, and you can see, you can see him start moving. Um. Okay, shrimp boat Dana, you're banned too. I'm not. I'm just not going to do this. You guys are miserable fucking people. I know you think that's funny, Shrimp Boat Dana, but honestly, you're banned. I, I'm not going to keep letting you guys do this. Just go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Um, <clears throat> so, bye. Once again. I mean, this is the kind of loserdom you guys do. This is what you do. You're a grown-ass adult. And this is the shit you do. A grown adult. Hey, let's go do something and uh, make him mad and be disrespectful because our moms raised cunts. That's what you're doing. Fucking garbage ass human beings. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, so the, 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 the problem in this game, for me at least, one, obviously the Texans could not get out of their own way. The amount of penalties that they had was just awful it was like bro if, if they i don't know how many penalty yards they ended up with let me see uh as a team let's see team stats 11 penalties for 70 yards uh, i don't give a fuck donald i don't give a fuck if he's running his mouth on the esp and chat good as long as he's not doing it here fucking nerd loot i don't i don't care I don't care. As long as he's not ruining this show and chat, he can go ruin their chat. I don't give a fuck. And all them fucking weirdos that are in that chat too that act like assholes. <clears throat> yeah, shocking. That was the part of the problem. A lot of it was pre-snap on both sides, right? Jumping into the neutral zone, false starts, uh, just off. Just it, it. It was it was bad, and it was so bad that it was like, well, I, I don't know. That they, you can't give away 70 yards to the Ravens and expect it to be, ah, we'll be okay. No, you won't. Um, You can see, I mean, the Ravens just did what they wanted on the ground. 229 yards rushing. No, you're good, Donna. You're good. 229 yards rushing on the ground. And it felt like. It felt like that whenever, whenever Lamar decided that he wanted to run, there was they were powerless to stop him. They were just like, well, here he goes. Not going to be able to do anything about it at this point. And that's, I mean, it, it was, it 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 became um, it became one of those things where why isn't he just running all the time? It felt ugly, you know what I mean, especially in the second half. And and yeah, I want to see. Um, I was going to say, he had to have been their leading rusher. Justice Hill had a pretty good game 
Uh, Gus Edwards got him some runs. I mean, 42 carries is a lot of carries. 42 carries. Lamar had 11 for 100. Justice Hill had 13. Gus Edwards had 10. I mean, they just... But this is what they do. This is what they do. They run the ball, and you know it. And, and, and we, you know, it was... A lot of what was made about, well, they're the... They've got that high-powered rushing attack. You know what I mean? That's a that's a team that runs the ball. And really what it is is it's probably more so because, because of Lamar. It's... I was trying to think of the best way to say this, but to me, it's not really giving credit where credit is due because to say that they have a high-powered rushing attack is to say that it, it implies that uh, Edwards and Hill and hell, even Dalvin Cook for that matter are, are unstoppable. And, what, and, and while they're good, what I think it really comes down to is if you take away Lamar Jackson's rushing yards on the year, unless it's a designed run per se, but you know, his scrambles and his ability to just go, eh, I don't like none of this. I'm going to take off. Then that's, that is to me, that is different than a rushing attack, right? So while, yeah, they can run the ball. Well, it's almost like there's three facets to their offense. There's the passing game the rushing game, and then there's whatever Lamar Jackson decides to do. And that's a third component that a lot of teams maybe, you know, save for the Bills or somebody, they just don't have. I mean, he's that good. And the guy is a good passer. He's not great. He's not elite. But he's he's good enough that you have to respect it for sure. Um, Shock said most of his runs are designed these days. Much better at staying in the pocket and letting his wide receivers get open. Yeah, true that too, Flip. O-line did a great job. Jenny's mom said the noise caused a lot of their offsides. You'd think they would have figured out a way to work around that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Shock says the fact that Baltimore didn't sack CJ once or get turnovers is amazing. And there, there probably should have been at least one, if not two interceptions. But that always seems to be the case with CJ Stroud. Um, he could have had 20 on the year. He had five, right? Um, so yeah, the, and the sack thing too, but he just didn't have time. I mean, that's all credit to him. That's all credit to him for getting out of the pocket and getting on the move. But they just, I mean, that's the problem with playing the Ravens is their secondary is good. Their, their front seven is good. Their pass rush is good. Their their lane discipline is good. They're just such a good defense that it, uh, what happened this week is what I was worried about happening last week facing Cleveland. And I think what you saw is the difference between the two defenses. And Jerome Solomon said this on our TV show last week or the week before. He's like, look, Cleveland's defense was good as far as not giving up yards per se, but you could score them. They were, there was a lot of times where they gave up. A, I mean, they weren't, they weren't a, a, a stingy defense. Um, and the Ravens is, is both right. They don't give up a ton of yards, but they definitely don't give up a ton of points. So it, it was just, 
we saw it against the Jets, and that's really the the two times you've seen this offense really stymied was against the Jets and then against this Ravens defense. And look, that's okay. I'm not like down in the dumps. I'm not mad. This this season was a resounding success for the Houston Texans. This was one of the most fun seasons I've had as a fan of the Texans, maybe for in forever. I mean, maybe ever. You know, there well, uh, there were one or two. I guess it was the Matt Schaub era where it was fun, I guess. But this season you felt like this is this is a really good football team that's only going to get better. Um and and you feel like you've got your cornerstones that are required to to build a a good program. And that is a solid head coach, a solid quarterback, and a solid pass rusher. And they appear to have all three. <laughs> So, um, Ravens are a really good team. Lamar was on fire. Yup. Yup. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Tony said the Panthers and Falcons game costs them another home game. They need to win those games next season. Yeah, true. True that. What's up, Danny Dan? It was fun with Arian Foster and Andre Johnson for a few years. Yeah, there were a couple of years <coughs> during that time. That's why I say it's it's tough, but I just... Maybe it's just recency bias simply because they've been so bad. But, man, it was fun to watch. I looked forward to Sundays. I can't say that I've done that in forever. And they gave me hope. So, I mean, props to the Ravens. They were obviously the better team. So many people, you know, have said, and it's it's true, they're, right now they're the best team in football. Um. Well, that 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 game didn't go quite how I expected. I thought that the offense and and quite frankly the defense both would have played better. This didn't happen, and that's okay. Um, I'm not disappointed. That's a that's a great lesson. That game right there is is a great lesson for all involved on with, with the Houston Texans. And this kind of goes back to, and I always use it as a. As an example, because really and truly in this city, it's the only it's the only roadmap we've seen to winning a championship. But if you go back and look at the Astros, I guess you could go all the way back to the Rockets. But recently, if you go back and look at the uh, Astros, right, you saw that in 2015, they all of a sudden were good. But they had to learn how to win and they had to learn how to be great. And 2016 was a slight step back. But then they, you know, obviously 2017, they, they, that was it. They were off and running and we would see the, that, that season be the beginning of the dynasty. But I always, when I talk about the Astros and their run, I always start in 2015, not 2017 because 2015 was such a pivotal moment for that franchise. And I think you could say that 2023 could be such a pivotal learning season for the Texans. In so many different ways. Now, you're going to lose Bobby Slowick here in the next year or two if you don't lose him this year. You know, you're going to obviously have those kinds of things happen. But what this young core, I think, learned is that uh, they're good. They can be great. And you you learn from your mistakes. And that's what you hope this team does going forward. And you learn how to win in the playoffs. And 
you see it happen in basketball. You see it happen in baseball. You don't quite see it as much in football, but you hope that's going to be the case with these guys, with that core. I mean, you'll see teams in basketball make leaps every year, right? Like they might make the playoffs one year and get swept. And then they might um, make the playoffs and go to a game seven in the first round. And then all of a sudden now they're winning those rounds. And so they get better as they learn and, and, and mature. And hopefully that'll be the case. Hopefully. Um, Texans have so much cap space. It'll be good to see how they manage it and who they get. That's, that's a really good point, Clarence, because I think what you're going to see is that <clears throat> if nothing else, Houston is now going to be a potential destination for a free agents. And I don't know. Let's see. Let's go to spot track and see what the NFL free agency looks like. Let's see here. NFL. Free agent tracker. There we go. <clears throat> here we go. So, um, and we can ignore QB because you know they're good there. Um... So there's positional spending. 2024, unrestricted free agents uh, update. So if we look at, like, what team this team needs, right? Well, let's just scan here for a second. Jason Kelsey, unrestricted free agent. He's retired. Uh, Carl Lawson, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans, Daniel Hunter, Chris Jones. Uh, Leonard Williams, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. Not worried about that. Uh, DJ Reader. Boy, I'd love to have DJ Reader back. Adoree Jackson, Marcus Davenport. So, Derrick Henry, uh, Hunter Henry, and Jerome Baker. So, there's there's a there's there's a good... Uh, Saquon Barkley's an unrestricted free agent. Now, some of these can be uh, franchised, I believe. Uh, let's see. In the case of Barkley, wasn't he franchised? Where did that go? Let's see. That's the only thing that sucks about the NFL is that franchise tag. When you're looking to spend money, that's the thing you got to be uh, cognizant of. Um, let's, do they do they say what it is? <coughs> um. Career earnings, I think. So, uh, I'm trying to see if it mentions the franchise tax. Where is this at? Uh, Barkley signed a one-year contract, guaranteed. That's 28 to 22, 23. Yeah, franchise tag. There it is. So, the Giants could franchise tag him again. They would have to pay, like, a crazy amount of money, so they won't, right? But that's going to be important to look at. But if you look at what, what the Texans' needs are, <clears throat> I think O-line, um, I think D-line, and I would venture to say running back. I mean, not running back, uh, wide receiver. And I know people are like, oh, but, you know, look at Nico Collins. Look at Tank Dell. Yes, 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 yes. 
But man, oh man, a legitimate stud number one would be fantastic. Now, Dalton Schultz is going to be a free agent, so you got to figure out what you're going to do at tight end as well if you're going to bring him back on a multi-year deal, which I'm sure they would. Um, But getting, uh, you know, a Mike Evans, I don't think he's been franchised yet. Uh, He has not. Uh, Let's see. Void, void, void. Yeah, I don't think they franchised him, so. Or did they? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look all that up. That's the that's the thing. But Hannah opened the checkbook. Oh, I think that's the I mean, they're going to. You just have to um one, I mean, you know, the whole franchise tag thing is is um it has to be figured out. But I think you look at what what the team needs are and they're in good shape. I mean, they this is a team that has money to spend, but they also have uh, they still have draft collateral. And uh, the, I think teams are going to want to play. Teams are going to want to come play for this this franchise. You've got a dynamic head coach. You've got a, a dynamic young quarterback. You've got a dynamic pass rush. You've got a really good young secondary and Petrie and Stingley, whom they've mixed in some really good veterans. <clears throat> I... I I mean, this, it's crazy to think this could be a destination franchise for, for some of the top free agents, um, to come. So it's great. It's great. It's perfect. And you hope that, uh, Nick Casario makes the right decisions. And so far I can't be mad at what Nick has done. I think that obviously bringing in, um, D'Amico Ryan's was a huge deal. And I think that, you know, the rumors were that Hannah was like, it's his team now. What he wants, just get it for him. So we'll see. We'll see. But I that doesn't mean that, that Nick Casario doesn't get credit for a lot of the stuff he's done. You still got to make those moves. You still got to you still gotta negotiate. You still got to do those things. It ain't D'Amico Ryans. He can just say, I want C.J. Stroud as the quarterback, or I want Will Anderson Jr. as my you know, edge rusher. So let's go make it happen. Whatever it is we got to do, and it's up to Nick to get it done. So I – and he, you know – he probably isn't making all the calls, but he certainly has a voice and a, a sane voice for a change coming out of that coach's room. So <clears throat> Alex, do you franchise Grenard? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know who are their free agents. Let's see. All teams, Houston update. A lot of choices to be made here. Lots of choices. Sheldon Rankins, Dalton Schultz, Derek Bennett, Jerry Hughes, Steven Nelson. You got Kaimi Fairbairn, uh, Tier Tart, Eric Murray, Hassan Ridgeway, Devin Singletary is a free agent at running back, uh, George Fant. So these are all unrestricted free agents for the Texans. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> Kareem Jackson, I'm not worried about. Cameron Johnson, your punter, Noah Brown. Denzel Perryman, I think they'll probably lose Noah Brown. Um, but Denzel Perryman, uh, Tavir Thomas, Scott Quisenberry, that's a lot. Ogunbowale, John Weeks, your long snapper. Got to bring him back. Um, there's Jonathan Grenard down at the bottom. 
Charlie Heck. There's a lot. Excuse me. There's a there's a lot of names on here that you felt made good solid contributions um, on this team. So we'll see. I mean, you look at market value for some of them. They paid Sheldon Rankins nine point seven million. He's worth nine point nine. According to this, Dalton Schultz was six point two five million. He's worth eleven now. So there you go. Um, Steven Nelson, what's his what's his market value? Ten million. He got four point five million. So they obviously had some value on these guys too. So uh, they got some work to do in spending this money and trying to replace a lot of folks too. So we'll see. Uh, uh, Flip said Noah J equals Bill Burr. No, you're thinking of Cameron Johnston. You're thinking of Cameron Johnston. Yeah, Donna says it's just nice to have a competent coach, right? Amen. Amen. So Texas got some work to do. Um, of all these, I mean, to to I don't know. They don't even have what um what his value would be for Grenard, right? You could franchise him. Um some other guys with higher market values that it might make more sense. Because when you franchise a guy, if his value isn't as high, then it might be better to just sign him to a deal. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. That's a good question, though. Of, of a lot of these names, who do you spend that franchise tag on? So, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. <clears throat> hey, Flip, that brings up a point. Let's do our headlines real quick, because that's on there. So, let's do that. Uh, if you missed the uh, sports headlines, here you go. I wanted to get to it, but Josh Hader signed a five-year, $95 million deal. Five years, $95 million um, for Josh Hader to become the new closer of your Houston Astros. And this, you know, this makes a good bullpen a great bullpen, just like that. Uh, this makes a solid back end uh, scary. I don't think Presley goes anywhere. Oh, yeah, after 24, possibly. But that's okay. That's okay. You uh, Scared money don't make money, so you got you to gotta do deals like this. Um... So it says the deal doesn't include any deferrals making it because Total Dallas said, how is that a record? <clears throat> uh, the deal doesn't include any deferrals, making it the largest ever for a relief pitcher in terms of present-day value. Edwin Diaz signed a five-year $102 million deal with the Yankees, or with the Mets, but $26.5 million of that was deferred, giving it a present-day value in the neighborhood of $93 million. So this $95 million all to be paid in the next five years for Josh Hader. And some of you might be like, um, you know, is he, he's, he's one of the best closers in baseball, uh, hands down. And here are some of his numbers, right? So if you just look at saves, it's 33 in 2023, 29, 34, 37, 
We'll ignore the 2020 season, <clears throat> 2018, 2019 as they're rounding in. But the and and actually he had 36 in 2022 total, but he got traded from Milwaukee to San Diego. So, um, and and <clears throat> this is really more of an anomaly. This ERA thing here between Milwaukee and San Diego as well. Uh, but his ERAs in the past, 123, 262, 379. He had a 128 ERA last year. The dude can just flat out pitch. He's nails in the postseason. Look at those blown saves. I mean, he had five last year, which was a, a lot. But, you know, two, one, two, <clears throat> seven. That's a lot. Five. Eh. That was a year he had 21 holds before he was a full-time closer. So, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, where's his strikeout per nine? That's the other thing too. Oh, uh, they don't have it on here. But they got uh, one of the best closers in baseball. And uh, let us pull this up real quick. Let's go stats. We regular season. We'll do pitching. And we'll do saves. And this is amongst all uh, relievers in baseball. Last year, Josh Hader was uh, eighth in baseball with 33 saves. Ryan Presley uh, in, in was uh, 11th with 31 saves. And he got, you know, he got the job done, but the difference is a 358 ERA versus a 128 ERA. And in the postseason, I ain't gonna lie, it was a little... Scary at times. Uh, it was a little scary at times when you know Presley was coming out. He just didn't always seem like, you know, if I were to liken the two, um, and maybe it's not fair to him. It's not to say it that way. What I'll say is this. Oh, Getting Josh Hader, do you remember Astros fans? Most of you will, unless you're a bandwagon fan, and then this won't register, in which case I don't care. But do you remember when Billy Wagner was the closer of this team? And you were just like, oh, it's Wagner time. This game is over with. No concerns. This is it. That's what Josh Hader brings, right? If if Presley was... Uh, maybe a Brad Lidge or um, not the dude that punched himself in the face. He was he was too reckless. <clears throat> I'm trying to think in the past, but those those were yeah. It, it was somebody like that. So it, you know, a guy that was good. What could get shaky at times, like a Lidge or like a, not Dotel. I mean, Dotel was solid, but they were never Billy Wagner-esque. That's kind of what you're doing is you're going out and you're getting a Billy Wagner by going out and getting a Josh Hader. So this team just got a lot better. And they spent their money and they didn't, you know, and this won't go down as a sexy signing for the most part unless you're a baseball um, you know, purist or, or or diehard or whatever. If you're a lot of these Astros fans that are casual fans will be like, oh yeah, Josh Hader, he's 
More like Josh, I love her. But uh, this is a really good signing and and kind of an under the radar ish type signing in some circles, unless you're a diehard baseball fan. And then you know how good this was and is for this team. Uh, hey, hey, bandwagon fans, lives matter. Well, I didn't say they didn't. I just said, um, I just spoke facts. Sean says it's time for baseball ready. It just ended. Shut up, Sean. Shut up. Presley is a May guy. He got us the chip. Yep. True. Very true. Uh, some of your other sports headlines. Oh, I didn't change the picture there for Harbaugh. That's not Harbaugh. That's Mike Tomlin. Whatever. Sources are saying that the Chargers are meeting with uh, John Harbaugh uh, again. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. My bad. Not John. Jim. I always mess it up. Sources are saying that the Chargers will be meeting again with Jim Harbaugh, who I think he met with Atlanta as well, even after Atlanta met with Belichick twice. So we'll see. We shall see. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm going to the Chargers. If I have my choice, I'm definitely going to L.A. Damn that Falcons bullshit. Trey Young suffered a concussion. He's out indefinitely. So uh, Barry has a million picks of Tomlin. I probably do. Shut up, Tony. Don't worry about it. Shut your dumb mouth. Uh, it's not fair for uh, when L. Bambi is in is on cycle. <laughs> True that. What's up, PJ Pancho Villa? Uh, greatness, power, glory, victory, and honor belong to you because everything is in heaven and on earth belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. John Harbaugh. Okay. I'm sure he did that. <clears throat> Starting to think that Harbaugh stays at Michigan and Belichick is unemployed this season. Ah, I doubt that. I doubt that. I think that they... They uh, both of these franchises probably throw ridiculous money at them to get them to to uh, uh, acquiesce and go. Uh, sources are saying that the Niners consider Debo 50-50 versus the Lions, and that that is super importante. Um, I tell you what, Niners know Debo. I'm not saying that they they lose to the Lions, but it becomes um, an issue. It becomes an issue. That is one of their actual, real, and legit weapons. And him being 50-50 is a scary deal. Niners didn't look great on Sunday against the Packers. Um, They could be vulnerable. Although, I mean, you know, the spread is what, seven? I had a, let's see, spread is, here we go. Yeah. So Chiefs on the road against the Ravens. Ravens favored by three and a half. And Lions on the road against the Niners. Niners favored by seven. I think I saw six and a half somewhere else where they said it. Um, Perry's a Debo ain't missing uh, that game. Hashtag smokescreen. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. But if he does miss, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Now, I will say this. Um, I went ahead and ran out, and um, as soon as I heard Debo was 
Uh, I I went ahead and and threw down uh, a couple of bucks on uh, the Lions and got my six and a half. I didn't get seven, but I got my six and a half. Because if he doesn't end up playing, uh, could get ugly. I mean, I still think that Detroit is good enough to keep it close. Um, but no Debo. Yeah, and and Amos said uh, McCaffrey isn't exactly 100% either. True. True that. Uh, <clears throat> um, would be very weird to see Detroit in the Super Bowl. Haven't seen that since I played Madden with Barry Sanders in like 95. It would be odd. But, man, you know what? I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. If you can't get excited for this fan base, you're dead inside. Well, the Sandwich King shall ride again. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope they get to, uh, I hope they do. That is a long-suffering franchise. Now, I did see somebody tweet it out. They were like, uh, everybody's like good for good for the Lions faithful. Their their fans have been so faithful, and they tweeted a picture of a bunch of empty seats from a few years ago. <clears throat> they were like, "Yeah, faithful, my ass, save all that nonsense." Because when the Lions suck, they didn't show up. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. And you shouldn't show up when it's a sucky product. If you know, like in the case of the, the Texans, it was like, yeah, this sucks and you won't do anything about it. You just let Bill O'Brien run rampant. They got rid of him and you just let Jack Easterby run rampant. So, no, I'm not going until you fix that stuff. You know? Excuse me. It's one thing to just have bad talent, but you know you've got, like, like I'll give you a good example. You guys are going to roll your heads. I don't care. Nah, you know what? I won't use that one. I'll, I'll use another one. Um, Good example. Maybe like... Um, like the Jags, maybe. Or... or, or uh, maybe Seattle. Where it's like, yeah, they're not that good. Yeah, there's they're having some problems, but... You know they're only a few pieces away, or you know that uh, the management and the decision makers aren't complete buffoons and morons. And I think that that one chick that they were talking about doing a great job, she probably has a lot to do with turning that franchise around. So there you go, hard drop. Like the Astros during a hundred all season, you couldn't give away tickets to a lot of those games. You couldn't. They were atrocious. But yet here we are. We're a baseball town. <clears throat> uh, so there you go. There's the two conference games. Sunday at 2 is Chiefs-Ravens, and then Sunday at 5.30 is Lions-Niners. Uh, Ravens-Chiefs games on CBS. Niners-Lions on Fox. I haven't picked yet. I did just throw down some cash just to grab that Lions at 6.5 because I think if we find out that Debo goes out at some point in the next couple of days, that line's going to drop. So if you feel like the Lions are... Um, Sneaky good no matter what. That might be a good chance to grab it. That's what I did. Because it already went from seven to six and a half. Like that. 
So don't delay if you believe in it. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, <clears throat> um, your NFL draft update. Let's see here. This is the draft order. So Bears won. <coughs> Excuse me. Washington, nothing's changed in the top 16. This is still the same as it was last week and the week before. And it doesn't change just because, you know, the the this is set. In fact, one through, yeah, one through 16 was set. Um, Nope, that's the wrong one. Get over it. Here you go. This was, or, sorry, one through 18 was set. And now we have four more picks um, that are set. We know that the Texans will be picking 23rd, and that's Cleveland's pick. But we also know Arizona. I didn't write it down, but Arizona's picking 27. That's the Texans' pick. That's what they gave up to get Will Anderson. So remember when everyone was like, you gave up the Texans' pick? And it was like, oh, Jesus, you didn't give up the Browns' pick. You gave up the Texans' pick. Oy vey, that's going to be a high pick. You gave up a top three, top five pick next year. And the Browns, they're probably going to be good. And now, now look, how'd that work out? Got lucky, didn't they? They gave up the lower pick. Props to you, Nick Casario. You got lucky as hell, though, bro. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You got lucky as hell. They're lucky they were good. But, yeah, uh, the pick they gave up is the lower of the two. So that's cool. But there you go. We have this. We have. We now know that. Uh, oh, excuse me. Ah, shit. Uh, um, Green Bay will be picking twenty five. Bucks pick twenty six. Arizona twenty seven, and the Bills will be picking twenty eight. Your last four in, and based on record, Chiefs would pick twenty nine. Lions would pick thirty. That's assuming both of them lose. And then thirty one, thirty two uh, is the Niners and the the Ravens. And I want to say something. I want to go back for a minute. A cautionary tale, if you will, about totally being down on the Niners. Because I was watching Sit Down or Get Out or whatever it's called. And, man, you couldn't find not one person to believe in or say anything nice about the San Francisco 49ers. And I get it. They didn't look great against uh, the Green Bay Packers. It was also a sloppy track. So keep that in mind, too. But the NFL is so fickled. And the NFL is so week to week that I would be real careful about giving up on the Niners. And I get it. The Lions are hot. They're the hot team. Them and the, you know what I mean? They're, they've weathered the storm and look what they've had to do. And the Lions are hot right now. And the Chiefs seem to have figured it out, duh, once the playoffs started. So the 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 important thing um is not to just dismiss the fact that any of these four teams are the last four standing, right? And that's kind of what happened this morning. Is they were like, well, you know, San Francisco and, and Purdy and he doesn't look confident and this, that, and the other. And it's like, listen, man, three, four, five weeks ago, we were talking about San Francisco being the best team in football. Just like we're talking about the Ravens being the best team in football. Just like we talked about the Eagles being the best team in football and the Cowboys being the best team in football and the 
and it goes on and on. The Bills being the hottest team down the stretch, unbeatable. Look at them. They have, the, they have what it takes to make it all the way to the championship game. So, while, yeah, they didn't look great, sure. Don't forget, man, it, the, the, all of these teams that are left have a ton of talent. And, you know, any of these teams, I mean, it should not surprise you that any of these four teams wins on Sunday. In other words, if the Lions win, you shouldn't be stunned. <clears throat> if the Chiefs win, nobody's going to be stunned. If if the uh, if the Ravens and the Niners win, absolutely nobody's going to be stunned. So that that the fact of the matter is, stop like stop being so reactionary and so recency biased. Well, the Niners suck now because they struggled against the. That doesn't mean anything. The Niners, the, the Niners, that that doesn't mean they suck. They just had a bad game on a sloppy track. It happens. <laughs> What's up, Clee? Clee said, "Crap! I just got out of work and I must have missed the talk where the Lions are the best team in professional sports." Dude, it's wild. It's crazy. I mean, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm just over the moon ecstatic. Buffalo had lots of opportunities to win that game. Yeah, that was the other thing, Perry, is I heard the talking heads this morning um, blaming um, Josh Allen again. Yeah, Josh Allen let his team down. If Josh Allen makes this throw, if Josh Allen makes that throw, if he he let his team down again. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? The only one that let their team down uh, the only one that let their team down was the kicker. That's it. He missed a game-tying field goal, period. End of story. That's who failed their team. Josh Allen got them in that position. Josh Allen got them down there. Their kicker let them down. I mean, period. Josh Allen had 186 yards passing. Not great. Patrick Mahomes had 215. Um, Josh Allen had 72 yards rushing. Buffalo had 182 total, right? I mean, like, the amazing thing is how you lose this game if you're the Bills when you consider how how they controlled the ball. And that just goes to show you where, ooh, you better be scared if you're the Ravens. I mean, look at this. Look at this number. This is crazy right here. Look at this. This is the number to pay attention to. Team stats. Uh, I'm going to zoom in for y'all <clears throat> so you can see a little bit better. Uh, where is it? <clears throat> there you go. Total plays. 47 to 78. The Chiefs ran 47 plays. The, the the Bills ran 78 plays. It's not quite double, but it's pretty damn close. Time of possession, look at that. The Bills had the ball a whole 15 minutes more. That's a quarter. That's essentially like, all right, for the entire second quarter, the Bills can just have the ball. <clears throat> and then the Chiefs just have to get in where they fit in the other three quarters. I mean, that's essentially what that is. You just let them have the ball and run plays for an entire quarter. And yet they still found a way to lose this. And you can't tell me it was turnovers. 
I granted they had the a couple of fourth down miscues. The punt thing was like what? Got it right back though. Got it right back on the fumble uh, out of bounds in the end zone. So everything kind of worked out in that regard. That was a wash. That was a wash. What this came down to, and everybody's going to have a different opinion, and that's fine, but to me, this came down to one thing. A missed field goal. Because you don't know what happens after that. But you don't know, you know, obviously that that changed everything. Um, Cleese said, I'm uh, I'm at the party of my I'm at the part of my fandom <clears throat> where I'm like, this is awesome that we're here successful season. But then also, well, now that we're here, we might never be here again. So I hope we win the whole thing. Yeah. Clee, I get that, man. I get that. And I am genuinely excited for for you as a Lions fan. I am genuinely excited for you. This is so dope. What a great feeling. Clee, let me ask you, if they don't win next week. Does it does it change how you feel? Um, and and if they don't win next week, does that make this a disappointment for you? Is the season a disappointment if they if they don't win next week? I'm curious. You know, that's like people were saying, like, like if the Texans don't win, is it a disappointment that they didn't make the? You know, no, <clears throat> no, just them making the playoffs was dope. And they won a game. What? So there was nothing the Texans could have done after they started winning that, that would have made this season a disappointment. Even if they didn't make the playoffs, the season wasn't going to be a disappointment for me as a fan. So I'm just curious where you are on that. Um, yeah, Perry said Diggs dropped a perfect, uh, perfectly thrown deep pass from Allen. They had a couple of drops. And yeah, he had some bad throws. I get it. But that's why, like, Shannon Sharp was trying to say that, ah, well, those bad throws, that's just Josh Allen being Josh Allen, a loser. Like, bro, he had him in position to tie the game. What are you talking about? He can't kick, too. (coughs) Um, Sean said Goff is going to turn into a pumpkin. He always does. Niners are pissed. Bet the farm on him. No way. No way. No way. How many times can you fumble? Flip said uh, there was a few of those. Yeah. Um, Diggs is going to have nightmares with that drop for six months. He said, no, I'm pleased no matter what happens. We are obscenely bad in the defensive backfield. I don't expect to win the whole thing. Uh, If this was next year, then I would be disappointed. Okay. That's good, though. That makes sense. That's good. Uh, I think it's interesting, man. Dan Campbell has this team and these players and everybody believing. And you look at the team and outside of like, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Is this is this really a sexy Lions team? Are you looking at them like, oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, when you look at, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is going to be really good, I think. Amon Ross St. Brown is fantastic. Uh, Laporta is good. Um, 
Aiden Hutchinson. There's a dude. There's a dude. Um, CJ Gardner-Johnson, a dude. So, yeah, I would say, like, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Aiden Hutchinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs. That's what you look at and go, wow. You know what I mean? But that's how good, uh, well, Panay Sewell, pretty good. Yeah, that whole that whole O line is pretty darn good, but um, that's not who you look at and think are sexy picks. But Dan Campbell has the team playing a lot better, I think, than than the talent would lead you to believe that they have. Like there are probably more talented teams in the NFC that are not playing in the NFC Championship game this week. There are more talented teams from one through fifty three. They ain't there. And I do like the narrative that everybody's saying, like, oh, you know, Dan Campbell uh, was made fun of. Everybody said he was a doofus and a dummy. And I was like, I never implied that. I used to love when wrestling would do Dan Campbell pregame aggro speeches. Oh, God, it was so much fun. On Sports Riot. Oh, my God. P.J. Pancho Villa, what are you talking about? The NFL is rigged. The Illuminati, too much money involved for it to not be. The NFL is not rigged. That is the most asinine thing ever. The most asinine thing. It's, it, and and you, the example that you cite is that the Harbaugh brothers winning both a college and pro championship, they've got the best team in football. Do the Ravens right now. What? What? And they still haven't. They haven't beaten Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs yet. And they haven't beaten the Niners or the Lions yet. Like, I mean, but then the fact of the matter is, for much of this season, the Ravens have been one of the best teams in football. And the fact of the matter is, do you understand how many people would have to be involved for this to be rigged? Do you understand how many people they would have to pay off and never say a word, never get disgruntled and be like, oh, Okay, you know what then? I'm going to go tell everybody that it's rigged. I mean, I don't think people think about that when they say these things. To say that a sport, not a game, not a game, but an entire season is rigged. Do you understand? Have you ever stopped to think how many people would have to be involved with that. And not one of them ever comes forward in the history of that sport and says, hey, guys, this is rigged. I mean, we saw Tim Donahue get in trouble as you know a referee that was cheating because he was gambling and basketball. And those things do happen. Don't get me wrong. But that doesn't mean the sport is rigged. That doesn't mean the outcome is predetermined. I mean, this isn't boxing. All right, where you rig it with judges that uh, you know what I mean. This isn't this isn't a a a, 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 a what is the two moron brothers that always box. This isn't one of their fights. There is way too much riding on winning. For do you understand how many millions of dollars these guys get paid to be winners? That would mean that that. It, the, Logan Paul, thank you. Yeah, the Paul brothers. Those are rigged. 
Not the Sklar Brothers, Chris. WWE. Yeah, that's... The, I mean, but these guys get paid millions. They're, that's why when the Astros cheated, people were so pissed. They're like, you cost me millions. You cost me millions. You know what I mean? Like, that's... You're telling me that everybody would be okay with losing their jobs or uh, 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 losing out on millions of dollars so that they can be part of a rigged NFL? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Goodell is a twink frontman for the NFL laundromat. Oh, my God, bro. First of all, how old are you, Pinchy Pancho Villa? Are you, are you 80 years old? Ah, this is all. Like, that's, that's some weird old man conspiracy theory shit. And then I think you just say that just for the attention. So you got some. But that makes no sense to just come in and baselessly claim that the sport is rigged. Is Goodell a front man and a puppet for the owners? Yeah, probably. Sure. Does that mean the NFL is rigged? No, it doesn't. You think that <clears throat> that 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 teams that suck year over year are just like, hey, we're happy sucking and not making as much money as the other people that are winning. So, yeah, we're glad to be a part of the rigged NFL machine. Do you think about the things you type? Makes no sense. None. It's baseless. It's just you saying either something you read from somebody else's baseless tweets or Facebook post, or you're just being cantankerous and trying to get attention or both. <clears throat> it's just not the case. It's not the case. Um. So yeah, that's, um, Where'd it go? <clears throat> oh, I want to talk about this before we go. We got about five, maybe 10 minutes left. That makes me feel a lot better about the Lions being incompetent as an org for 70 years. It was rigged. Yeah, it's not that they were just awful. No way. It can't be that. It's rigged. I, that's this, that, that just that drives me insane when I hear sports fans say that. And it's usually not even true sports fans, right? Like, I mean, there are some passionate fans that'll be like, oh, it's always rigged so that this team or that team wins because it's their team on the losing end of it on a bad call from a referee or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if it's not an actual touchdown game-winning play, you can't even say that you could figure out the outcome of that. Yeah, that's right. Poor Marie said, I'm not sure real fans will say that. They don't. They don't. Like, that would be like, hey, this this has been rigged because the Texans have been so bad. Saints fans, yeah. Sa were Saints fans saying it was rigged? Is that true? Damn it, Perry. Speak up. Uh, Perry said rigged makes sense. Remember Saints and Rams. I don't. Yes, that's right, Titan Hugo. That is correct. Titan Hugo said, so you're saying Tannehill was actually good. NFL just said you got to suck. We need this team to win. That's correct. That is how, that is, that is, yes, that's correct. In fact, they, they totally did not want the Jets to win. So what they did is they were like, Aaron, Go out and snap your ankle for us, would you? And they're like, yeah, but we got, nope. I understand that having Aaron Rodgers 
healthy and playing for the Jets would be a fantastic storyline for the NFL and it's New York and yada yada. So we just need you because, you know, the other team we have in New York sucks donkey dick and we don't feel like rewriting the script and we don't feel like rigging it for them to win. So why don't you go ahead and then what we'll do is we'll allow us a team like Detroit that no one gives a shit about outside of that city to be good this year because it's rigged. Yeah, we'll do that. And we'll allow, in fact, you know what we'll do since we're rigging the whole NFL instead of rigging it for <clears throat> big market franchises like, like the Chargers and the Rams and the Jets and the Giants, which those should be the final four teams if we're rigging this to make money. No, no. Instead, let's choose smaller markets because everybody knows smaller markets make more money on TV and ever Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know what? <clears throat> I know this doesn't make sense. But we're not going to rig it for the, for the biggest media markets to make the Super Bowl every year. We're not going to do that. They, they would be on to us. So let's just throw in the Chiefs. Kansas City. A small market. Town. Let's just put them in there every year. Because that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Seaport Marine. I swear to God, we got, we're sharing a brain today. <clears throat> Okay, why am I still entertaining this? This is crazy. I'm not even going to read any more of, of the junk. It's just insane. <clears throat> um, let's see. What is this? If the NFL is rigged, why is the most popular team in the sport 25 plus years without championship? Rudy said, just killing the clock. I'm really not. I'm really not. I wanted to talk about this, and by God, we're going to talk about it. So if you missed it yesterday, uh, or this weekend, I guess, was it yesterday or this weekend? I don't remember which. Check this out. Uh, This was a video. This was post-game. Let me move. Okay, I've got the wrong one here. You got the wrong one, baby. Barry gets some meds, man. Yeah, I don't. I'm not feeling well, bro. Not feeling well. <clears throat> and I get to travel this week. Yay. Fun times. This is like the second time in recent months that I've been sick, and I don't I don't really get sick all that often. Um, what in the frick is going on here? Hold on, guys. I'm trying to get this video done. So this was um women's college basketball. And hold on. Oh, I need to fix one more thing here. What number is that? 131. Got it. Got it. And a fan had stormed. Well, the fans were storming the court in Ohio State. And um, it it, it, kind of got a little out of hand. Okay. Let me move this. There we go. Yes. So, Caitlin Clark and Iowa lose to Ohio State. Okay? And um, 
as they and beating Iowa was a big deal. They're they're like a powerhouse right now in women's basketball. Caitlin Clark's probably the best female college basketball player, one of the top. And there's been some controversies around her and Iowa and this, that, and the other. But uh, <clears throat> Ohio State gets a big win at home against Iowa. And so, like most fans, they decide they're going to storm the court. Well, when they do, um, <sighs> Caitlin Clark gets ran into, ran over, and injured. Check this out. Oh, look at the collision. Oh, the carnage. Oh, my God. How do you recover from something like that? Let's see that in slow motion again. How do you ever bow? Oh, the dog. The, oh, the humanity of it all. It's I can't even look. Listen, folks, if you get triggered by disgusting injuries, turn away. Because this one, this one, oh, oh, it's so gross. I have it here from a different angle. Oh, we don't even need audio. Look at this. Look at the, the carnage. Ah! Bro, what kind of flop is that? And there are people that are like, I hope she's okay. I hope she's okay. Like you hope she's okay. Hope she's ashamed. Thank you, Perry. Oh, somebody called 9-1. She did. Jen's at karma. Like, bro, you do you understand how big of a flop this is? Can I just can we just point it out here? So, like, the, she she says that she lost her breath. She says that it caused her to lose her breath. It knocked the wind out of her. This. <clears throat> Excuse me? That knocked the wind out of you? What what part of that? The forearm shiver that you threw at the student? Was that the part where you lost the wind or when you shoved her as you went past her? I mean, I'm watching for knees. Nope. Knees didn't knees didn't collide there. Um, was there an elbow to the, to the, to the, uh, 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 rib cage? No, she's holding her phone. Don't see an elbow to the rib cage. She tries to get out of her way when she sees her right here. Notice that the student sees her and veers off to the right. See where she ends up. I mean, this is like a first baseman coming down the first baseline or, or a batter coming down the first baseline. See the student, how her right foot is inside the key. Notice where she's at running right now and then where she collides. I mean, Kayla Clark didn't try to avoid this. Let's be real clear here. She sees her and instead of trying to stop to avoid her, she shoves the student. And then in the most dramatic way, after shoving her, oh, look at the hands go in the air. Ah! Oh, I'm dying. Oh. And she goes down to the ground. Oh, she collapses. And then most awkward, awkward looking collapse. That's, that's not how, if you actually get hit 
And get this is the most soccer flop bullshit I've ever seen in my whole life. Are we sure Caitlin Clark doesn't play for the U.S. men's national team? Yeah, poor Marina Crystal Stan Houston. She's like, oh, my neck. I need a lawyer. Oh, where's the hammer? Oh, my God. I got to I got to I'm suing. Bro, this is so disgustingly fake. It's so tragically bad, right? It's just, it's just awful. And then uh, they go to a press conference, and I'll, I'll, I'll run that for you next here. Um, let me see. Let me pull up the press conference. One twenty nine. <sighs> So they have a press conference with her. And I want you to hear what she says uh, during the press conference. This is from a longer uh, thing here. Hold on. She starts off by saying, oh, kind of scary. Check this out. Scary could have caused a pretty serious injury to me and knocked the wind out of me, but. She said it was very scary because it could have caused a really serious injury to me and it knocked the wind out of me. How? How did that knock the wind out of you? Um, luckily, my teammates had to pick me up and got me off the court. So. Luckily, my teammates had picked me up and got me off the court. Um, I'm surprised they didn't bring a stretcher out. They're like, get, lay that, get back down, girl. We got to sell this. Let's get an ambulance in here. Somebody call 911. We need an amber lamps. She did. Slow down, Pee Wee. Their AD came and apologized. Why? You know who should be apologizing right now? Not the AD at Ohio State. The drama professor at Iowa should be apologizing. That's some of the worst acting our college has ever produced. And I am so sorry. Going forward, I will work with our soccer team and our women's basketball team so that when we flop, it will be more believable. I am appalled at myself. I hold myself accountable. And I am sorry as the theater instructor at this college that that took place on the court. I apologize. This is stupid. To me, so I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, this is what comes with the territory. I mean, this is what comes with the what territory? You're doing your best James Harden out here? I'm sure they tried their best to do whatever they could. Obviously, it didn't work, and that's disappointing. But, um, you know, just focus now on the game. And, you know. I mean, again, you you kind of ran right at her. You did, She tried to veer out of the way. I feel like if, if Kaylin Clark had veered off to her right while the student was trying to avoid a collision by going off to her right, then 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 this would have never happened. But she didn't do that. She tried to forearm shiver because she was mad because she lost. That's what this is. And there are going to be people that try to say this and get in trouble. Fortunately for me, no one gives a shit about what I say. So I'm not going to get canceled. But there will be people that speak up and say, yeah, that was horseshit. That was fake. What a flopper. She's out here James Harden in this. And they're going to be drugged for it. <gasps> How dare you? She could have been injured and you're calling it a fake? Yes, because I have eyes and judgment. It's ridiculous. Clark should apologize. Yes, yeah, she should. I hate her. I hope she loses in the tournament. I don't know why you hate her. I don't hate her. I don't care about her either way. What's going to happen when she runs into a Brittany Griner screen? Exactly. 
That's the craziest thing, Clea. That's such a great point. That was one of them I wanted to make, but I didn't. Think about the sport that she plays and running into screens, low post play, getting elbowed and, and bullied off the block and bullying people off the block and doing all those things. Like, bro, what? You get hit way harder than that during the game. Calm down. Knock the wind out of you. Telepo. Uh, she's getting an IL deal for medical bed stretchers. <laughs> uh, I hope she goes to rushing is caught for meth. <laughs> if she's focused on the game, it wouldn't have happened. That's exactly right, B. She was mad about that asshole. But she was. She was mad about that. She was mad about getting beat. She's a sore loser. And she saw that fan and she tried to forearm shiver her and then become the victim. You ain't the victim, Caitlin. You're lying. You're straight up lying. Knocked the breath out of you. I wish y'all could. I had the video of her going up the ramp. Oh, my God. You'd have thought she was shot. You'd have thought she was in the car with JFK. It was just, ah, oh. Get the fuck over it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Chris said that was a Grayson Allen level flop. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and that's true, Clee. I mean, uh, two things can be true. That wasn't the fans' fault, but also storming the court is dumb. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't even know what Ohio State's basketball program is like. I don't know if there was this was a court storming worthy win or not. <clears throat> I, I vary on those. You know what I mean? I think sometimes it's appropriate if you are one of the worst teams in basketball and you beat one of the best teams in basketball, then maybe you storm the court, right? But if you're mid and you just happen to beat a better team, what are we doing? And I don't even know if Ohio State, Ohio State is mid. They may be awful at, at college basketball. I have no idea. I do not. I don't watch men's college basketball. You think I keep up with the women's? I couldn't tell you outside of knowing that UConn seems to win every year. That's about my knowledge of women's college basketball. I'm, I tap. I'm out of ideas. So, it's whatevs. All right, let's get out of here. I got to go. I don't know. I got to go gargle up. I don't know. Something. I feel like shit. Uh, and again, hey, thank you to those of you that I got to work on being less emotional. Bye. I love you, Clean. I just can't stand ignorance and stupidity and dumb people. Uh, and it drives me crazy. And I think if you do this every day, all day, that's going to happen. So I apologize for the outbursts in regards to Hugh Dab. Otherwise, Jenny's mom killed it. Well done, Jenny's mom. Uh, please, I go put some ice on your back for all the sitting you did and all that flopping around you did. <laughs> thank you, Joel. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Flip. Uh, Rudy Rod, thank you, buddy. I could have sworn she was a Utah girl. Ha! <laughs> See what you did there, Paul Marie. Well done. Good show today. It was band dumb motherfucking day. Yeah kind of was sick of it tired of getting this show ruined <clears throat> uh i love you aladenta you're the best buddy all right i'll see y'all tomorrow we will pick up some more 
We'll talk more about Packers Niners. Um, and we'll get into a little more of the of the football. Uh, I've got more videos that we didn't get to. So we'll have plenty. You know, you know how we do. We'll always have some fun. Oh, I didn't even get to the Bills fan catching himself on fire. We got a whole film session for that. Got to. Hey, Uriel, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Perry. I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, hopefully, unless I die in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm going off Caitlin Clark. Oh, it's just so sick. All right, I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. Hey, thanks, Dre. Much love, homie. I'll see you all tomorrow. Be safe, be kind, and love each other, as always. And I will see you on the flip side. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, look at Pinche Pancho with the little groupies dispersed. You know how sad that is, bro? You're a sad human being, Pinche. Bye, guys. Somebody somebody give PJ Pancho Villa a ride to the life store so he can purchase one. <laughs>